No portion of this program. Well, I know what we play in the old days, right there. What you? Yeah, I'll do it. Go ahead. Incorporated. The biggest names, the best talent. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So our engineer was just here, and he could have fixed our uh, problem with the phone thing. He's probably going to have to run by a router, but he didn't do it. Now, I'll spend the money. WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. So you're still touching up the button sign there. You're going to take those great phone calls to the money you the opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsor. No. Now, no. the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. You get a lot of big Rogers on Sports Old Radio WQAM. Obama tried to put me d- d- down. Talking about my nomination. But now he knows I'll stick around. Talking about my nomination. Won't give up my super d- 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 delegate. Talking about my nomination. If he thinks I will, he must be not. This is my nomination, baby. Barack wants me to f- 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 fade away. Talking about my nomination. What else do you think his pastor will f- 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 say? Talking about my nomination. I'm not trying to cause a big altercation. Talking about my nomination. But I'll fight to the death for mine and a nomination. Nomination rhymes with litigation. Hmm. <laughs> Don't uh, there's the word shrill come to mind. Every time I hear that, shrill. Barack said that. 560 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. We got the whole crew. George is here. Chris is here. The uh, Toronto engineer was here for about an hour and uh, came up with a conclusion that the router is shot, which everybody already told us. And he said, my first inclination was to go out and pick up a new one and bring it by and hook it up for you. But they said, oh, no, just go over and take a look. <laughs> we don't want to spend that 142 bucks. Hey, they my don't. God, nope. that's money we could give to George and Chris. We won't, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's right. money we could give to them. So you're still punching buttons. It's just uh, very Sign. sad. Like I told you. Whatever. Do it. I have a do-it-yourself studio here, and mm-hmm. I, should, I should just do it on my own. You know. Well, we'll see what they say. Maybe they'll spring for it, you know. No. It's not a question whether they'll spring for it. It's a question of how soon they'll get it here. Right. How well, soon if we don't get a, do a, a response it. by uh, end of showtime, then we'll take matters into our own hands, obviously. Mm. Well, wait till you hear this story. This is pl- Well, before we do any stories, join WQM today from noon to one for a Florida Marlin ticket hit. A ticket hit. Ticket, 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 hit. Swing by the Hooters at Pines and University and get free tickets to see your Florida Marlins take on the Atlanta Braves. I saw about two minutes of that game last night. It looked like he could be on bowling in the stands. Hurry, because once they're gone, they're just gone, it says here, but I don't know. I don't think you'll have like 8,000 people lined up there to get the free uh, Marlin tickets because they just, like the thing with Jack Martin, Jack Martin that uh, Joe was screaming about there at the end of his show. Nobody cares, Joe. Nobody, well, I mean, there are a few people, but you can put them in a phone booth and have room for the Chinese army left over. Nobody gives a flying crap. Don't you understand these things? 
And the same thing like with the Marlins. Does anybody care? No. But they're getting that new stadium. George is excited about that. He wants to go down there. Thrilled. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. We love the Marlins. They won again. Oh, yeah. They win a few games. Everybody's all, you know, kissing ass. That's right, baby. Leading the league, or leading the uh, division. Division, yeah, I know. Big deal. Who cares? And you know something? Nobody still cares. Well, you know. Here, what? Well, you know. Well, I know what? Nobody Although cares. I bet you we got that uh, thing on tonight. Yes, we do. First pitch, 10-7. to 7. Now, let me ask you this. Now that Mad Dog is getting cut down all baseball season uh, to two hours and 50 minutes most days, are they, like, uh, you know, reducing his pay for that? Because how many days a year does he work anyhow? About 30, man. He only works 30 days a year, and now that he's only working until 10 to 7, you'd think that they would make an adjustment on that, wouldn't you? The only reason I'm sticking my nose in there is because that money could be going to George and Chris. Yeah. Now, when's your big lunch with Joe Bell? Uh, I don't know. What do you he, mean you don't know? He said that he would get with me this week about uh, about he when would we get would get with you? Together. What does that mean? Like in the tea room? Yeah, well, I'm not in a position oh. to, uh, you know, jump up and down or anything like that, so I'll just wait. I got to unfasten my belt. I got my clothes oh on my here God. because the engineer was here. And I oh, that's right. My boxer shorts. That's right. You had to well, get dressed. During the break, I'll rectify that situation. Yeah, you'll take your pants off? Yes. Yes, I will. Well, here's a guy who I guess won't be taking his pants off again. A man fell to his death after a baseball game between the Mets and the Washington Nats at Chase Stadium last night. The man was sliding down an escalator as fans left the stadium when he lost his balance and fell four stories around 10 o'clock last night, the New York Police Department said. He died about 25 minutes later at Booth Memorial Hospital. Police identified the man as 36-year-old Antonio Naransami of Brooklyn. They say they're investigating the death as an accident. No, <laughs> maybe the escalator done it. Fry the escalator. Put it in jail. He was sliding down the escalator. 36-year-old guy. Not some, you know, 16-year-old punk. Not somebody who shouldn't have known better, but some guy who's 36 years old. Now he's dead because he was going to he was going to beat everybody to the bottom of the escalator. He was going to slide on down and show everybody how cool he was. Well, guess what? Now I'm dying over here. He's dead. Very sad. Oh, and speaking of dead people. I always like to get the dead people out of the way at the beginning of the show. So for the late tuners in, they don't have to put up with that crap. And if okay. you're really into dead people, then tune in right at the beginning every day, and we'd like to get them all out of the way. Police are investigating the apparent suicide for a former drummer for rocker Ted Nugent. Too bad Ted Nugent didn't kill himself or somebody. It kills me. Corporal Brandon Gurley with the Paulding County Sheriff's Department says 59-year-old Clifford Davies... Brandon Gurley, I wonder if he's kin to Helen Gurley Brown, because it's spelled the same way. How would you like to be named Gurley? Hey, Gurley man. No, thank you. 59-year-old Clifford Davies was found dead from a gunshot wound in a suburban Atlanta home Sunday. Gurley said Tuesday, authorities are awaiting the results of an autopsy. A woman who answered the phone at Davies' home declined comment. She confirmed that Davies was a drummer with Ted Nugent. Was. Reed Beaver who owns Equimetric Studio in Marietta, where Davies was the chief engineer, says Davies played on a recording of Nugent's trademark song, Cat Scratch Fever. Beaver says Davies called him Saturday extremely distraught over money for medical bills, and then, bada-bing, well, he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Remember Frankie Pantangeli when Tom Hagen went to visit him in jail? That's right. And he gave him the story about the ancient Romans and how mm -hmm. they would go home and open up their wrists, they'd get in the bathtub. That's right. And how uh, their families would be taken care of, mm -hmm. all of these uh, things. All of these things. 
So if you can't pay your medical bills, George, or any of your other bills, things are getting really tight. I've got a big plan for that. That's right. Washington News Alert. Uh-oh, what is this? Oh, the Pope's White House visit. I don't care. I don't care. Hubman Dreard. The Pope's White House visit. On my Blackberry, no less, that thing. Washington News. <laughs> Breaking news. News alert. Breaking news. Every time somebody farts uh, the wrong flavor, it's breaking news. When breaking news. I'm sick news. of it. Oh, didn't we do this one before? Somebody suggested this poll. One of our, the Maroonie Dodge. Boy, they're really chronic over there, man. All day long, they're pumping out faxes to us. I hope there's not as many cars as they're sending faxes to us. The dead former South Florida broadcaster I miss most is, and of course, this has only got a few on here. There's so many. It's got Ann Bishop, Bob Weaver, Walter Cronice, Don Cox, Ralph Redneck, Chuck Zink, or Big Wilson. What about Mike Ranieri? What about Bill Calder? Who else am I leaving off here? Dead broadcasters. Bob Weaver, it's on here. Anybody? Well, it's one for I'm sure we've done that. We have, I think. But we can do it again. Why not? Here's the poll from yesterday. 1,079 votes, boys. The numbers on these polls the last two days not too encouraging, probably because it's Pesach coming up this weekend. You think that's got something to do with it? Not. I wish Neil would change nothing, 384. Except maybe those nasty corduroy pants. The ones that swish against each other when you walk. You keep asking me about that. They make they make those sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got that sound here somewhere. Wait a minute. In the 360. Here, you know, that's not the right one. I've got to be very sure I don't play the wrong yeah, that's one. That's right. Or we're in deep crap. I'll never find it. It's not important. Uh, change nothing, 384. Take calls, 294. Oh, I know where I can find it. It's number three. There it is. That's the sound that your pant legs make. That's right. Right? It's the corduroy rubbing together there. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's a fart sound. We know it, Neil. Yeah, right. If anybody ever heard a fart that sounded like that, boy, I'd, sure, I'd pay money to hear that live. Of course, remember, none of those fart sounds are actual fart sounds. No, of course not. They're a comedy, but then again, oh, no, there's uh-huh. nothing funny about yeah. farting, especially if it's wet. I wish Neil would take calls, 294. Well, we are and we do. I, I don't know. I don't know why you people are so stubborn about that crap. Although yesterday they were okay. Not they spectacular, okay. but okay. they were. Okay. It was, a, it was a movement in the right direction. I wish Neil would live forever, 274. No, I'm, I'm getting tired. Old and tired. Like the Pope. There he is. You know, and... No, take off the yarmulke, okay? You stole it from the Jews. Stop reading story 61. Well, that's not very many. Only 5.5%, so... That's the message to me, that of the people we have left listening out there, they don't mind the stories. i got a lot of good stories today, many stories. Remember he said, well, there's all kinds of stories on the street about Don Corleone. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then Sonny got a little bit upset. Sonny had that uh, famous temper, you know. That's right, hothead. I wish Neil would retire, 42. Croak and die a wicked death, 24. Out of 1,079. Croak and die a wicked death, 2.2%, 22 very nice. That's South Florida for you. In fact, I should be surprised it's so low. Today's pool, what's the most exciting play in sports? Oh, there's too many choices on there. I better do the break, because by the time I read them, it'll be midnight. And you see what's winning? I hate sports. 103, I hate sports. But what about Jacques Martin and the uh, fired coach is going to choose the next coach? You know, aren't you all upset? And what about Mike Keenan? Let's get him back again. And what about uh, Alan Cohen is an a-hole? And what about all of that? You know, we know that. 
We know these things. And not that anybody cares. It's just amazing when you've got 16 sports stations on here in a market where all of the sports, all the venues have these big chunks of empty seats for every event where the teams suck and the fans don't care. And it's like, uh, oh, you're wrong, Neil. That's all our guys, real guys. That's all they talk about is sports. That's right. Like right. George. Right. Roller, roller skating. Yeah, I'm doing things, not watching things. Well, yeah, you're doing it. That's right. Twelve minutes after 10 at 560 WQM, we got the uh, Jack Show at 2. Wow, that's still on. Mad Dog 4 to 650. First pitch with Jesse Agler, the Mar- uh, Florida Marlin pregame report for 10 minutes with uh, 8 minutes of spots. Then we got the Dolphins all assets 7 to 9. And then the DA Show has to follow all of that. Poor DA, man. I feel bad for him. Oh, God. Norma Camp. Mr. Camp, uh, this is Clear Channel. Uh, we're prepared to offer you. Let's see. Uh, here's my Mickey Mantle rookie card. Norma Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. This is XM. Uh, we're looking for an anchor show for our network. And would you... Uh... Where's my Ed Crane pool? There it is. Norma Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. This is Bill Thomas. If only I could find my Marv Throneberry. Oh, Norma Kent. Ho, ho! Joe Bell here. Hi, Joe. Oh, I'm just calling to let you know an agreement for war of the same of nothing to go nowhere is still underway. Ho, 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 ho! Okay, uh... Ooh. What? I found my shoeless Joe Jackson card with the uh, ringtone. La 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 la. Ten seventeen at five sixty WQAM. Happy Wednesday! It's April uh, sixteen, whatever that means. There's nothing significant about today, although we got April. Uh, we got Pesach coming up this weekend, and we got April twentieth coming up soon. Yes. And you want me to read this long, no, no. long? Well, you do because it's right up your alley. The Stoner Holiday. Just in case you were uh, short on stories today. I'm not. I remember a while back we had a conversation about the 420 thing, and I just uh, didn't know if you still understood it or not or cared. So there you go. You don't remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, about where it came from. I still don't care. Okay, because you asked where it came from and what it meant and all that. So there you go. For years, it says the 420 label remained obscure enough to be a viable code inside joke, but by the late 90s, it was being pressed into use everywhere from personal ads, 420-friendly, to clocks and scoreboards in the background scenes of popular movies. Perhaps its most noticeable effect was the choice of April 20th as a day of uh, reefer reverence, chiefly on American college campuses. So everybody light up on the 20th, which is what day? 18th Sunday. Oh, never on yes. Sunday. On, on oh my, on the Lord's Day. Especially on a Sunday. Oh my God. Oh my God. Twice on Sunday. Hell. You're going to be burning a fat one in hell. I'll tell you that right now. A once clandestine counterculture pot-smoking holiday observed each April 20th has crossed into the mainstream this year with public gatherings that will attract thousands of participants in marketing campaigns that tout a trio of marijuana-themed movies. You know, even with even with Firefox. Yeah. There are still those little pop-ups every once in a while. It's just, it's just castle media, whatever that is. I'd like to kill whoever's responsible. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it takes half a second to get rid of them, but I just I don't like it. Indeed. I don't want to see them. I don't want to. As anti-drug activists chafe the so-called 420 celebrate. Now, why does it say, it shows the number, and then it says pronounced 420. In, in oh, case you think it's pronounced we're going to say 420? Yeah, yeah. No. For the really slow out there. The so-called 420 celebrations are taking on a life of their own, said Alan St. Pierre, executive director of the National Organization to Reform Marijuana Laws. Oh, Norma, I'm sure, is still big on that, who's been working on marijuana issues for 17 years. Normal. Norma and Normal. 
St. Pierre, who thought the phenomenon was peaking about 10 years ago, has instead watched it continue to grow thanks to the commercial efforts and a remarkable cultural push for something that is not owned by anything that nobody profits from per se. And it goes on about all their chapters and bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-bop. It's like he said. If I run out of material someday, I'll put that down there at the bottom of my pile. There you go. God. Oh, and I tried. Look at that. I tried to print out the poll so I could read it off the sheet. And? Didn't work. Just the clock on the left hand said 10, 19, 21. That's because I didn't click on the screen before I right. went to my print. And sometimes that makes a difference and sometimes it don't. You know, all this, all this age of computers, man. It's voodoo magic. An old fart like me messing around with computers. That's bad. I, I was explaining to our uh, Toronto engineer here about how I ordered that backup um, power supply power supply unit mm-hmm. and uh, hooked it up and plugged it in and diddled it and paid for it myself, of course. What's the most exciting play in sports? 582 votes so far. Chris is very dismayed at that number and that we're not going to make 1,000 again. I, we're not making 1,000, so which sad. means we got nobody out there. What? I'm so sad. What was it yesterday? Not good. What was it by the time we left? I think it was like, I don't know. I mean, we wound up with 1,079, but that was after the show. Nowhere near 1,000. Now, maybe we got to 900. I don't know. Remember, George? George nope. says no and doesn't care. Nope. Most exciting play in sports, 582 on the poll. I hate sports is winning 106, 18% of this audience. I imagine those people are listening to the sports shows. Not. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, uh, Chris made a funny face. I'm sorry. Must be. That's not funny stuff. That's our bread and butter oh station. It is? Right. Kick returned for a touchdown, 96. Hail Mary, 55. Like Doug Flutie against the Hurricanes 100 years ago. I remember that like it was just yesterday. Hail Mary. Play at the plate, 46. Buzzer beater, 35. Stretch run, the thoroughbreds, 35. Goal line stand, 32. Inside the park home run, 32. Knockout punch, 29. Breakaway goal, 25. And then it says hockey in print, like, like we have to point out that it's in hockey. Oh. Stock car crash, 25. Penalty shot, 19. Suicide squeeze, 12. That's what I was doing for Hilton a couple of weeks ago. I felt like it was suicide. I, was, I wasn't squeezing, though, but didn't have to. Five on three penalty kill. That's hockey, 12. Matador toss, 6. Header goal in soccer, 6. Shootout, 5. That's because most of the audience have got any idea what that is. Alley-oop, two. Sulky crash, two. I mean, that, that is just so grotesque. <laughs> Sulky crash is a play in sports? That shouldn't even be on there. Well, the car crash is on there. But neither one of them is a play in sports. Well, then. That's just a, that's just a venue there for status to get on the pool. That's and right. say, Sulky crash, two. Great. Those are the real racing fans. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like, uh, yeah. Jesus, God almighty. Streaking home, one. And a fast break one. What does that mean, streaking home? Running to the plate with your clothes off? What, what does that mean? I uh, guess that would be like, you know, running home from third, I guess. I don't know. It's your pole. Well, we've got play at the plate, and we've also got the um, stealing home, I think. Isn't that on here somewhere? Yeah, it's right there, there with it. Oh, it's supposed to say stealing home, and it says staking home. That's what it is. It's a typo. Sorry. Supposed to say stealing home, and Eric wrote staking home. Well, hey, listen, nothing's perfect, okay? And George says he don't care about it anyway. So what difference does it make? There you go. Am I right? Yes. 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 
Just like this thing with the router here. I mean, why, you know, why should we uh, give this guy 140 bucks to go out and buy us a new one and it could already be sitting there and I could be punching up all kinds of calls, have that monitor on now, and be doing like a regular show? Oh, no, just go over and take a look at it first. You know that Rogers, he makes stuff up. <laughs> These are the same guys. Yeah, but while you were on vacation, they kept knocking us off the air, knocking me off. Yeah. Remember that, Chris? Yep. They were in there posking around with something in the control room, and um, and oh, they lost me. That happens the all the time. Yeah. These, this is our engineering st staff. So I'm going to sit here breathlessly, holding my breath, waiting for that router to show up. <gasps> I'm going to inhale out, and I'll speak again while it's time to exhale. I don't think you can hold it that long. I'll hold it. Nah. Your seat. All depends on who it is. It'll if it's straight, I'd hold it. I'd hold it until I croaked. Yeah. I'd hold it until he ran away. Until he got black and blue. I'm sure he'll get blue. Or black. Oh. Governor Charlie Chris, what was I telling you about the other day about crazy people with guns? And they took a poll, story we had yesterday about guns on college campuses. CNN had a poll on this morning. Nationwide poll, 56% said, yeah, there ought to be, uh, students ought to be allowed to have guns on campuses. That's America for you. Crazy people. That would really deter uh, any of those, like, uh, you know, Virginia Tech. That would never happen again. No, it probably happen every day. People get pissed off, maybe a little bit too stoned, drunk, whatever. Don't look at me like that! Governor Charlie Crist, meanwhile, signed a bill into law yesterday that will allow Florida residents to keep guns locked in their cars at work. Attaboy, Charlie, you, uh... You fairy! Silly-ass queen. Gun owners, however, shouldn't start taking their weapons to work right away. The law doesn't take effect until July, and the business community is already planning to challenge the new legislation in court. A lawsuit on the issue could be filed as soon as next week. Under the new law, businesses can't prohibit employees or customers from keeping illegally owned gun locked inside their cars as long as the owner's got a permit to carry a concealed weapon, a concealed piece. Guns will still be off limits at some sites, schools, prisons, nuclear... <laughs> oh, why not? Every prisoner ought to have a gun. Everybody else can have one. Why not? Nuclear power plants, military facilities, and buildings that store explosives. Supporters of the law say people have constitutional rights under the Second Amendment to carry firearms and should be able to keep guns in their cars for protection. Oh, I think at all times, at least have one in your uh, ass. Nobody will be looking for it there. Business owners have argued that they have a constitutional right to set the rules on their own property. They say they should be able to ban guns if they choose in order to protect employees and patrons. The Florida Chamber of Commerce and the Florida Retail Federation have already hired an attorney to sue the state over new law. Good. The grounds for the challenge will be based on the Constitution's Fifth Amendment, said Attorney Barry Richard, who plans to file the lawsuit in federal court on behalf of the two organizations as soon as next week. The amendment forbids the government from taking a person's private property without compensation. What, what does that mean? I don't know. Although the government would not actually be transferring title of the property from the owner, the law would be placing a new restriction on private property by forcing businesses store unwanted guns, Richard said. What? Boy, you talk about convoluted reasoning. There will most likely be other aspects to the challenge where Richard said he's still putting the case together. Marion Hammer. Hey, Hammer! A spokeswoman for the NRA said she doesn't believe the new law conflicts with the Constitution and only upholds rights citizens already have. The NRA people, they're all crazy as a bed bug. Don't you F with our guns now, you old faggot. Don't you F with our guns. That's what America's all about is guns, baby. Guns. Am I right? Yes. Guns what? and a lot of shooting and a lot of dead people. That's what it's all about. 27 after 10 at 560 WQM. It's back, and it's huge. Exotica Miami Beach, the largest adult event on the East Coast, is coming back to South Florida this weekend. 
at the Miami Beach Convention Center. Exotica presented by Hot Movies features the hottest adult star signing autographs, wild live entertainment, super sexy seminar series, and over 200 exhibitors. That's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Miami Beach Convention Center. Don't miss exhibitors like Girls Gone Wild and the All-Female Pillow Fight League. Go VIP and get access to the Crazy Horse Saloon VIP Lounge and VIP Autograph Lines. Come meet stars like Jesse Jane, Tara Patrick, Stormy Daniels, and lots more. Maybe even uh, What's-Her-Name will be there. What's-Her-Name? I forgot. Tickets are available online at Exotica Miami Beach, uh, Tempest Storm. Oh, her. Tickets are available online at ExoticaMiamiBeach.com or on-site at the Convention Center box or if it's Exotica Miami Beach. Come get sexy. Sorry, no squares allowed, and they mean it. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Yank it, baby. Lattes from Starbucks and hot Asian women, truffles of chocolate and books by John Quisham, implants for the Mrs. Ikea shopping. These are a white person's favorite things. Hedge funds for profit and rap songs by Diddy, Barack Obama and gay-friendly cities, Botox and sushi at dinner parties. These are a white person's favorite things. Farmers markets, doing yoga, riding mountain bikes. Remember when you see some folks who are white. These are the things they like. 10.33, here's a caustic facts, and of course, how unusual is that? A caustic yeah. facts from somebody unsigned, of course. And it says, routers don't go bad. Now, Eric uh, sent me a message, and he said that, you know, after um, three, seven years, they do funky things, and they do go bad. And uh, Chris was telling me the other day, weren't you telling me that routers do go bad? Yeah, they do. And in my experience, I'm not a technical guy, but in my experience, I've had to replace routers uh, several times in my well, life. Well, you guys don't know squat, according to this guy. Uh, okay, admittedly. I don't. Routers don't go bad. Neil, routers just don't go bad unless they were abused or damaged. The firmware needs to be upgraded from time to time, but they rarely just go bad. Well, guess what? My engineer here tried to update the firmware online, and it wouldn't accept the uh, update. It didn't work, the upgrade. Maybe the router went bad. I mean, the routers don't go bad. Oh, I'm sorry. This guy says, I'm using an 8-year-old router that works like the day I bought it. Well, goody, goody, gumdrop, good for you. Hot shot. Secondly, they don't cost 150 bucks either unless you're getting a special router with special firewalls and extra protection built in. Don't take my word for it. Go to any website, bestbuy.com or tigerdirect.com, and check for yourself. And, of course, tigerdirect.com is where I found that one that Eric recommended. that was 142 bucks. A D-Link or Linksys regular four-port router is 50 bucks, and they now come wired and wireless all in one. So ask your so-called tech what he's going to do with the extra 100 bucks. First of all, our so-called tech wasn't going to buy the router. Mm-hmm. It's a scam, gonna man. Come... He's going to make 100 yeah, bucks on right. the deal. That was one that I was going to buy online, schmuck. But again, this guy, this is the, this is what I'm getting lately from all these experts out there. Tell me how to live my life, how to renegotiate my contract. Like Charlie B, who sent me some of the most incredible swill the other day. Oh, and demand you can play the farts. Huh? Hold him by the balls, Neil. You got him by the balls, right? I got him by the balls. This is a man who hasn't got any idea what he's talking about. You people are listening out there, and thank God we got some. But you don't understand the nature of this business. It ain't what it used to be, in case you haven't noticed, okay? It's a shadow. It's a faint shadow of what it used to be. And this crap about I got to buy the balls. How many choices have I got, Norma Kent? I got no choices. I'm here. 
And I'm not complaining about it either, because like I said, sometimes the poison that you know is better than the unknown poison. Anyway, this guy goes on. I'm an A-plus and N-plus computer tech, and I've set up many router systems. I've never seen a router just go bad, and never paid more than 50 bucks for a new one except in rare cases. P.S. I found this bridge in Brooklyn. I'm going to bring it up this weekend to sell it to you. Like, like I'm some kind of a schmuck, because I don't know how much routers cost. Well, excuse me. Excuse me. Just part. like this uh, backup power supply that I spent 180 bucks on. I probably got ripped off on oh, that, Oh, jeez. Right? You could have bought that for 40 bucks. Five bucks. Maybe not five bucks, but I guarantee you. Eight bucks. That's right. Mr. Smarty Pants. Now, now, although I do find something interesting, and I did look on there on BestBuy.com, they have wireless routers. Yes. So you don't have to, like, uh, plug all that crap into them? Well, for your wireless devices. What does that mean? In other words, uh, you know, you have your wireless laptop, your laptop that can, uh, you know. I don't have any of that. Okay. So that's what that's about for. That. Right. So, in other words, that was also something he didn't need to have bother telling me. Correct. A D-Link regular four-port router is 50 bucks. Yeah, I mean, there are different kinds of routers, just like there are different kinds of cars, refrigerators, you know, yeah. some with lots well, of bells and whistles. The one recommends is 142 bucks. Now, who do you think knows more about my setup here, what I need and what I got and what I should get, Eric or this anonymous jackass? I don't know. Anonymous jackass? He's an expert. Routers don't go bad. Well, as soon as I saw the heading on it, the, the first line, I should have known this was an idiot. But that, that's where it's at these days. It's either people giving me a song dance about how I should negotiate my deal and where I should be working and what I should do and what I should have for breakfast. And well, What is that all about? Talk about arrogance. People you don't even know telling you how to live your life and how to do well, your job. And they how to know do the you. Show and You're on the radio. They listen to the show. Them. They know you. They don't know squat. Oh, there's the Pope. Oh, and they're singing and they're quelling. Ave Maria, Hobzer and Dred, all this other crap. Look at that. And he, this guy looks like he's been dead for 20 years, for Christ's sakes. I got a good uh, caustic article about the Pope, by the way. I'm going to move it up in my pile. You'll like this one later on, though. Majority find Clinton untrustworthy. How do you like that, Swillery? Oh, and I don't tell me I can't find a thing about the Pope. That would be really bad, wouldn't it? There it is, by Margaret Kimberly on the Smirking Chimp. I'll do it after the break. Pope right. Benedict Go Home is the headline. Pope Benedict Go Home. And now let me ask you another question. Okay. Why is it that people who aren't Catholic should give a flying crap about the Pope? Well, Even assuming that Catholics should, why should the rest of us care? You shouldn't. Isn't this part of what goes on with the Catholic Church and with religions in general? But especially with the Pope. When the Dalai Lama shows up, they get all whipped up about that for about two minutes. But when the Pope shows up, oh, my God, there are going to be angels singing, and the world is going to like uh, start spinning around like at 78 RPM, and people are going to have a nervous breakdown. And there's Bush and the Pope. Bush and Laura, welcome to the White House. We welcome you with the ancient words commended by St. Augustine. Pox Fago. Pox Fago. He's already picking on the faggots. Pox mm -hmm. Fago. Well, he's got the right one. Probably that's what they're serving for lunch, Fago. Do they still make that? Fago? Soda pop. Have a soda pop. 640 votes on the poll. Most exciting play in sports and leading I hate sports, 115. Now, did we correct that? The sulky crack. Stealing home. Attaboy, Eric. See, he's on top of it. 
And I bet you Eric sends me an email, maybe even during the break, about that fax I just read about routers don't go bad. Even my engineer that was here before he agreed with me that they do funky things and that they uh, don't last all that long. All machines wear out. Yeah. And routers sooner than most, for whatever reason. I don't know, I don't know why, because I don't know a damn thing about them. I don't pretend to know. I know how to hook them up, though. I know how to hook up the damn uh, all the stuff in here. I'm doing this is a do-it-yourself studio. When those Denon CD decks went bad, who ordered the new ones and hooked them up? I did. Am I right? When mm-hmm. the power uh, pack, the uh, backup power was going out and starting to chirp and perp, burp and fart, who uh, ordered the new one and hooked it up and paid for it? I did. When the fax machines are going out, I don't want to start patting myself on the back too hard because then I'll breath, I'll puke all over the place. But it just, uh, all these experts. Oh, you're, I'll send you the Brooklyn Bridge, Neil. Yeah, for the hundred bucks extra. Suppose I did pay it. Yeah. Eric says they're routers for nineteen bucks, but they're crap. They're crap. That, that's right. They're cheap routers, and of course, cheap. That's what this guy is. This A plus N plus, uh, yeah, A plus A hole. <laughs> Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. The temperature is zero. It is cold. It is so freaking cold. And I cringe. Every time the wind blows In my pants Something is shrinking I'm so cold I can't lip sync That's because it's zero, baby And I cannot feel my toes There's a tingling in my fingers And my private parts are froze Oh, my nose is about to fall There's a cloud every time that I call And my hands are blue they are turning numb They might amputate my thumbs Alright That's because it's zero, baby I can barely move my mouth Oh no I'm a red-hot Latin lover Incredible but first, I need to be thought out. Yes, I need to be thought out. That's because it's zero. Hace frío. Hace frío. 1046, 14 before 11. Boy, I sure haven't played that in a long time. So Eric uh, has found, because this guy is so persnickety, that's in you that jackass facts. He found the same uh, router for 91 bucks now. Okay. But by the time I would pay customs and shipping up to here, it would probably be about the same amount. But mm-hmm. if we make that guy happy, I'll buy the one for 90 bucks. Oh, you're still getting ripped off. I bet you Eric is getting 80 bucks for that. That's <laughs> right. Kickback. Right. That's right. He's kicking it back. So there was no follow-up facts from this jackass? No. Did he give me instructions on life? 
I hate people like that. I, no matter what you know or what you say, they know better, which doesn't mean that sometimes we can't be wrong, you know? All of us can be wrong sometime, George. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh... Look brush, he sleeps with the fishes. Like that. All the time. Margaret Kimberly on the Smirking Chimp says, Pope Benedict, go home, and I say amen. And to bring one steep... Bring, uh, blah, 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 bring uh, the can cars here and put everybody in the ovens and the, uh... Miserable old creep. Oh, he's talking about the Holy Father, yeah. Another guy in a dress. Margaret says, why would American media politicians and average citizens welcome a Hitler youth member who personally worked to ensure Bush's re-election and who openly praised the genocide conducted against American Indians? If the man in question becomes Pope, it obviously doesn't matter what he says or does. Otherwise, sensible people suddenly act like illiterate medieval peasants and fight to kiss his ring. Benedict XVI will make his first visit to America as Pope this week. Since his elevation in 2005, Benedict has proven himself to be among the worst, most retrograde popes in modern times, worse even than his predecessor, John Paul II. John Paul's iconic Pope-mobile and international visits gave him the appearance of a warm and cuddly spiritual leader. Yet he was every inch a politician and a right-wing one at that. John Paul personally and forcefully opposed the liberation theology movement that swept Latin America in the 70s and 80s. Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, now Benedict XVI, was just like his boss. As head of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which used to be called the Inquisition, Ratzinger crushed all efforts to question church authority to promote leftist political activity. Known as God's Rottweiler, Ratzinger forced Father Leonardo Boff, father of the liberation theology, to retire to a monastery and shut up about liberating oppressed people. Ratzinger didn't confine his politics to Latin America. In 2004, George W. Bush asked the Vatican for help in his election campaign. Not all the American bishops are with me, he whined. Bush's wish was Ratzinger's command. Ratzinger wrote a letter to American bishops and instructed them to deny communion to politicians who supported abortion rights. This letter was written in 2004 when John Kerry, a pro-choice Catholic, ran against Bush. The communion controversy was just one of the ways in which the Kerry campaign was weakened by the Bush administration's successful mobilization of conservative white Christians. It is certain that no pundit or politician will bring up this disgraceful activity when Benedict visits Washington and New York. If a foreign religious leader can work to keep a favorite American president in power and never be reproached, then he's free to deliver words of hate. Since he became Pope, Benedict has heaped insults on American Indians and Muslims all over the world. He said that Christianity was not imposed on Indians because they were secretly, because they secretly longed for it. Rubbing salt into the gaping wound, Benedict added that worship of traditional Indian religions would be a step backward. Not content to insult the Indians who survived the Holocaust inflicted upon them by Europeans, Benedict proved himself to be just as bigoted toward Muslims. He quoted a 14th century Byzantine emperor who said that the Prophet Muhammad brought only evil and inhuman things to the world. Despite his blatant bigotry, Benedict is still treated with respect and admiration. It certainly is good to be the Pope. Dwelling in the same house, on the round set table. How do you like that? It sounds like an old Jew with that schmuck on his head. Maybe he's getting ready for a Passover Seder, huh? Baruch Hatah, you crazy old coot. While European nations were killing Indians, they also began the enslavement of millions of Americans. The church put the full force of its authority behind slavery from the earliest days of European incursions around the world. In 1455, Pope Nicholas V gave permission to invade, search out, capture, vanquish, and subdue all Saracens and pagans whatsoever, and to reduce their persons to perpetual slavery. What are Saracens? Saracens? Yeah. Arab types. No. 
The church didn't stray from that point of view for centuries. As late as 1866, the church said, it is not contrary to the natural and divine law for a slave to be sold, bought, exchanged, or given. When Benedict visits Washington, D.C., New York City, he will say mass before huge crowds, and politicians will sharpen elbows and call in favors in order to be seen with him. No one has asked him to apologize for the church's past support of these genocides or for his own hate speech. Unlike Jeremiah Wright, who spoke truthful words, Benedict will be lionized for telling lies for justifying centuries of atrocities because the perpetrators look like him. Catholics are not the only Christian denomination who justify genocide and enslavement. America's true national religion, manifest destiny and white privilege, has very old and very deep roots. They start with the premise that Europeans had the right to claim foreign lands as their own and kill, buy, and sell human beings. Most Americans, regardless of denomination or religious affiliation, see nothing wrong with Pope Benedict's racism. That's why he'll be welcomed with open arms. The German-born ruler of the Vatican may be very American after all. Hey, let's hear it for Papa, the Pope. He's smoking a big fat one. All right. And isn't it appropriate that there's one butcher standing there applauding your president and another butcher just sat down on his old pimply ass? Sound like he was talking with a Jewish accent, didn't it to you? It sounded mm-hmm. like it to me. It did. Who the hell are you kidding, Pops? God. By the way, do you hear a buzzsaw sound effect? No. Okay, because the DCS computer in here is about to blow up. So, if you hear an explosion, that's what it is. Well, that's not good. No, I know. What do you mean it's about I to just, blow up? I emailed George Corso, like, it's the fan, I think, not being a technical guy, mm-hmm. uh, making uh, some uh, fan kind of noises. Like a, like a buzzsaw like kind of a sound effect. The Pope there. Hey, right. that's, it. that's the fan noise. So either the fan will quit, and, uh, and then it'll be quiet, or uh, the computer will blow up. Well, that's not good. I was just talking, funny you should mention that, because I was talking to our engineer here before, mm-hmm. who's one of the real engineer, about uh, the DCS. That's my only concern in the studio. I'm going to sign another 400-year extension right. of my contract. Right. And he said, well, you know, that, it's already outlived its, uh, in mm-hmm. other words, any day. Any day, right. Same for this one here. Well, what happens then? What do we do then? I, I mean, I got a lot of stuff on the regular computer, but not, not nearly what we have on the DCS, as you know. That's the main uh, that library. That was the question. The heart. The question what, was, what do we do then? Punt. What word was that? Oh, punt with a P. <laughs> now you have a. You're calling me names again. I presume, and <laughs> based on nothing, yeah. that um, that your DCS is actually two computers. You have a primary and then one that backs it up. I'm just presuming that. What, what do you mean by that? Up there in your studio, you have a DCS computer. Yeah, and another that backs it up? I don't think so. Ah, well, then maybe we should talk to someone there's that, about... There's that big one uh, sitting on the floor there. Maybe That's we the same should as the one you got. talk to someone about having a backup system for your DCS, because once it's gone... It's gone. Yeah. If your hard drive should become corrupted... And they don't corrupted, make them anymore. Right, no, but the problem is the hard drive. If mm-hmm. your hard drive becomes corrupted, that's it for that library there. We'll have to uh, ship you it one of these hard so drives. so hard. Now, don't you have an extra one there somewhere? Yes. In the the we have room, right? Where Fat Chris is We're backed up. I mean, they, they all get used, up? but we have, a, yeah, well, we have a, uh, a backup system here like you should have up there. I don't think so. I should start making a list. No, don't, no, no, listen. Don't start being mad <laughs> because now that's money that's going to come off that big increase you're looking okay, for. Okay, like I said, everything's fine. Everything is great. There's no uh, explosion, There's imminent explosion Tyler going on in here. There's Bush. Goose-stepping on. Oh, my God. What what kind of crap? This, this is your government at work. This guy isn't a leader. I mean, world leader. He's the leader of the Vatican for quite a lot. It's a religious uh, bunch of crap. 
But, oh, no, we have to, everything has to come to a screeching halt because the Pope is here and there are going to be millions of young people out there. Oh, Papa, Papa, because they've been brainwashed from the time they were old enough to say, uh, to, to make gurgling sounds. Look at this. I'm not watching. I changed it a long time ago. I beg your pardon? I, I couldn't watch it. I changed it a long time ago. Greeted with a 21-gun salute. Yeah. Oh, I've got a line for that, but I'm not going to say it. No. Move Oops. along. Oops. Yeah. 670 votes on the poll, Chris. What are you thinking? we got an outside shot at 1,000 during the show. We sure as hell better get one. Because the last couple of days, you would have thought, although we did have a, a spectacular um, bunch of activity on our website yesterday. That's because of that story by a very jackass. Tom Jicker wrote that blog on there, but for some reason, they never bothered calling me back and didn't write a regular story in the regular newspaper, and nobody reads the blogs. I just thought I'd mention that. Plus, he had some misinformation in there anyway. Hey, Tommy, get with it. 1056 at 560 WQM. Are you tossing and turning, waking up too soon? If your neck or back hurts every morning, nine out of ten times, it's your mattress. That's why at 1 800 Mattress, they spend time with you on the phone, asking important questions to figure out the type and firmness of the mattress you need. Call 1 800 Mattress right now and get yourself huge savings in all our popular brands Sealy and Serta, Simmons and Springer, Tempurpedic and Stearns and Foster. Great quality, great low prices, and service like you won't find any place else in the universe. Call today, get your mattress delivered within just hours, all with their famous no-risk, send-it-back-30-day comfort trial. They'll even take your old mattress away and toss it. With 1-800-MATTRESS, save up to 300 bucks right off the bat, get a free frame and delivery on all orders, and get deep discounts on discontinued models, too. And 1-800-MATTRESS gives you financing with no interest for 48 months. I've been using them for years, and all the smart people at QM are doing the same, even some of the dumb ones. Get a good night's sleep tonight and for years to come. Call the original dial mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS or go to their website, mattress.com. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Savings and Spokesman and Sweep. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? If you're one of the millions of people who've been praying to hear the Pope singing on his own CD, your prayers have been answered. Now, through a special arrangement with the Vatican, His Holiness is back, and he's singing better than ever on The Pope Sings. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Pope John Paul. Yes, it's Pope John Paul II singing songs that will lift you up and make you get down. He's turned around, they're starting, play that organ music, choir boy. Play that organ music, right? Play that organ music, choir boy. Play it on and boogie and play that organ music till I die. Which might be so. The Pope Sings gives you the chance to hear the many sides of the owner of the Popemobile. Owner of a Popemobile, much better than the owner of a stupid hat. He's the pilot, and on this CD, he's the boss. You should be playing bingo. You should all go be gambling at the church, play high stakes if you want to. You're helping the poor if you lose your shirt, so come out and play bingo. Bing, 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 bingo. <laughs> Be 18, please. Oh, 69. I, 22. Wait 
The Pope Sings is available now at a special introductory price. Get it and save yourself. $5. It's 1102. Speaking of that, so I can't order that one for uh, 90 bucks with a $20 rebate because they won't ship to Canada. Eh? Poor Eric, he's trying. I, I think I could probably go to like a future shop or Best Buy or one of those right. ones. Anywhere. Just walk in the door and buy me your cheap router, right? Right. Not real cheap, but a good one. Medium cheap. Yeah, and that's right. Medium cheap. Kind of like QAM. Real, real cheap. Medium. That's what we are. We're a real cheap medium. They ain't hard oh. to find. I beg your pardon? Routers, they're not hard to find. Probably get one at a gas station. Probably, probably right out of the uh, Chinese uh, market, the convenience store. Six eighty on the pool. We need to get to eight hundred by uh, noon, or you're not going to make your thousand. I'm telling you that right now. So they better really, they better put on some heavy duty pressure on that pool. Let's go, people. Yeah, and there's Chris giving it a big push. We got a pool for tomorrow. Oh, it's an old one. We are doing it again. That's all right. And the Pope, they got a special room there in the West Wing with all the young altar boys, really young and really uh, fun. I don't want to say hung. All set up for the Pope. Just like Cardinal Spellman in New York, they used to like have a limousine that would bring him the boys to the back of the rectumary. Are you yep. aware of that? You've mentioned that before. His first name was Francis. Francis Cardinal Spellman. Would you show me a guy named Francis other than maybe Francis O'Hare, and I'll show you... Uh, what? Presidential contender Barack Obama has wiped out his Democratic rival Hillary Clinton's yawning lead in Indiana and trails by just five points in Pennsylvania, according to a new poll yesterday. Ahead of the crunch Pennsylvania primary next Tuesday, the L.A. Times-Bloomberg poll suggested that Obama has not suffered overly from his description of working-class voters as bitter, as if. The poll gave the former first lady a lead of Obama over Obama, 46 to 41 in Pennsylvania, down from double-digit margins in earlier polls, and also had her losing in both Indiana and North Carolina, which both vote on May 6th. Stick a fork in her, she's done. Well done. She don't want to get the message, but she's done. Finito. Unless, of course, like I said yesterday, they come up with some way to make sure that he don't uh, get in. Nothing would surprise me, even that. You know what I mean? Yep. Analysts say Clinton needs a thumping victory in Pennsylvania next week to persuade Democratic luminaries known as superdelegates. What was that? Thumping. To persuade Democratic luminaries known as superdelegates that Obama, who leads an overall delegate count, is unelectable against John McCain. Like Pennsylvania, Indiana is a Rust Belt state, full of the kind of blue-collar voters that have formed the bedrock of solidary support. Another poll released Monday by Survey USA gave her a 16-point lead there, but the L.A. Times poll conducted from Thursday to Monday at the height of the bitter furor had Obama ahead in Indiana, 40 to 35 over Swillery. The L.A. Times poll also had Obama up 13 points in North Carolina. Other surveys also suggest the man bidding to be the first African-American president will benefit from the southern state's large number of black Democratic voters. Another poll by Quinnipiac University out earlier yesterday and Clinton leading Obama in Pennsylvania by only six points, 50 to 44. Oh, I thought maybe this was going to be a follow-up fax from the self-appointed maven, the expert who wants to sell me the Brooklyn Bridge, the router expert. Yeah, what's your claim to fame? Oh, I'm a router expert. It's like, you know, I played golf all my life. I'm a great golfer. I'm a router expert. Ron says, still enjoying your show. Glad to have you around for five more. Did you happen to look at the Sentinel Jicka blog? Yeah, I read it on the air yesterday. A couple of comments call out Tom and the way he's changed his tune on your possibility of success. Yeah, I read the comments, too. And uh, Keep in mind, Ron, the people that write the comments, most of them are, although Tom never did uh, write a column suggesting, you know, 
I, I, I saved that for a long time, that one he wrote when I came up here six, seven years ago. Mm. Oh, how is he going to keep in touch with South Florida? It's going to be a real challenge. Well, somehow I've done it. Just like during the hurricane, during Katrina, man. We, we had great coverage on that from here because I wasn't losing the power, and I had the internets, and I had the CNN, and I had uh, everything. So it seems like Tom is also very thin-skinned. Quite funny, though. You should take a look. I already saw it, Ron. You should take a look. See what I mean? I already mm -hmm. saw it and read it on the air, Ron, yesterday. And also tried to put it on our website, but it didn't get on there for some reason. Hmm. I sent that story to um, Knuckle Nuts. Cordis. <laughs> Knuckle nuts. Never heard that one before. Well, I just made it up. By the way, the, the fans stopped making noise, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Good. And is it still working? Try the DCS. No, it's, it's, up. it's still working. Well, you want to hear a, a sound effect? Oh, look <laughs> at this. Here's another great pool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I God. knew you'd like that Woo! one. Whoa. It oh still works. God. The point is, you know. Charlie, Charlie B would be so impressed by this. What is the best sub or sandwich of all time? Oh, and it's got Reuben, Rachel, Cuban, Reuben Cuban, Philly cheesesteak, hero, Italian. And it goes on. Give me a break. Sandwiches and ch sandwiches. What's the, your favorite kind of bread? You like rye bread, pumpernickel, white bread, wonder bread that will make your body uh, croak 80 different ways or however many that is? My God. Oh, and speaking of that, i got a story about vitamins might kill you. Really? Yeah. Ooh, I take I one take every day. I every day. I may have to quit. Uh-oh. Taking antioxidants like vitamins A and E, which I do every day to prolong life, may actually have the opposite effect new research has found. How do you like that? I quit taking those vitamins cold, just like Oprah. She'd never touch another piece of meat. I'm sure I'm not going to say that. Yeah, well. A review of 67 studies involving more than 230,000 people found no convincing evidence that the vitamins prolonged life. Even more... Beta-carotene, vitamin A, and vitamin E seem to increase mortality, according to the researchers. I'm dying over here. That's correct. However, other health specialists said the research was flawed and supplements were safe to take. The review published by the Cochrane Collaboration involved trials on beta-carotene, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, and selenium, which I also take. The experts said the studies involved different doses of each antioxidant. A total of 232,000 people were involved. 47 trials included 180,000-plus people. Why do they keep throwing in numbers and had a low risk of bias? In these trials with low risk of bias, the antioxidant supplements significantly increased mortality, the report's authors wrote. When the different antioxidants were assessed separately and low risk of bias trials included and selenium excluded, vitamin A was linked to a 16% increased risk of dying, beta-carotene to a 7% increase, and vitamin E to a 4% increased risk. However, there was no significant detrimental effect caused by vitamin C. So those of you who are taking your vitamins every day, I don't know. See, you never know what to believe. Right. Just like Linus Pauling and all that crap. Well, if you take enough vitamin C to make you have wild diarrhea, it's going to be real good for you, you know. That does make your uh, your pee fluorescent. Does it really? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. Fluorescent green, then. Glows in the dark. I take vitamin E every... What's E or C? It's C, but if you oh, got to take, take a lot it. of it, man, it'll make it neon. Neon mm. green. Yep. Pee and neon? Yeah. We found no evidence to support antioxidant supplements for primary or secondary prevention, they added. Beta-carotene, vitamin A, and E, given singly or combined with other antioxidant supplements, significantly increased mortality. Well, there was no evidence C increased longevity, though. Selenium tends to reduce mortality, but only when high-bias risk, high risk trials were considered. Accordingly, we need more research on vitamin C and selenium. 
tended to reduce mortality. See, in other words, it might be good for you. I take it every day. Goran, however you say it, Belakovic, a visiting researcher who carried out the new uh, review at Copenhagen University in Denmark, told the uh, Press Association, we could find no evidence to support taking antioxidant supplements to reduce the risk of dying earlier in health people, in healthy people or patients with various diseases. The findings of our review show that, if anything, people in trial groups given the antioxidants, beta-carotene, vitamin A, and vitamin E showed increased rates of mortality. They were all screaming. I'm dying over here. Patrick Holford, nutritionist who's formulated some supplements for the firm BioCare, told Press Cochrane that Co- Press Association Cochrane's review was a stitch-up. Whatever that means. That's another one in Britain. What, what does that mean? A stitch-up? Yeah, I don't know. Antioxidants are not meant to be magic bullets and should not be expected to undo a lifetime of unhealthy habits, Holford said. But when used properly, in combination with eating a healthy diet full of fruits and vegetables, getting plenty of exercise and not smoking, antioxidant supplements can play an important role in maintaining and promoting health overall. Dr. Michelle Sadler of the Health Food Manufacturers Association said the analysis was flawed. Well, of course, she would say it. They want to peddle you a whole bunch of vitamins. Healthy consumers can still feel confident they can safely take their antioxidant supplements, she said. Based on what? Based on she said it. And they want to sell a lot of stuff to you and make a lot of money. Well, I don't know what to do about that. What do you think? I'm, I'm going to continue along. I'm going to keep taking them. Considering, you know, the evil, all the crap that I eat and no exercise, although I do a lot of walking. Right. I was thinking about that yesterday. Just walking from the parking lot when I drive to Woodbine, which mm-hmm. I do a lot. Uh, and I did win yesterday again, by the way. 900 bucks, Chris. All right. <laughs> walking from the parking lot just to the uh, entrance. And walking around inside. That's mm-hmm. more walking than I do just in one visit than I would do in a whole year in Florida. Right. Where are you going to walk in Florida? I know. Around the house. Around the block? Sure. No sidewalks out by me. Oh, today is the Pope's 81st birthday. Well, you know what? I still say Chubb Mindry. Your biggest names. The best talent. Look at him. This is Neil Rogers. Sports leader. He's got evil doors. Right here on the sports leader. And loves Neil Rogers. The Pope's most dope. The Pope's most dope.
that, baby. The Dow's up 107 since 20. We are in the pink. We're in the green. We're doing it. You believe it? No. A joint, a joint QM today from noon to one for a Marlin ticket uh, hit. A ticket hit. Ticket, ticket, ticket. Maybe that's what these guys ought to do instead of sitting around on their ass all day. Go across the street and make a uh, ticket hit. Although Joe Feinberg ain't there anymore. Stop, uh, stop by the Hooters location at Pines and University and get free tickets to see your Florida Marlins take on the Braves. Although it doesn't say what day. I know they're playing this series. Is that, is that for tonight? Uh, I guess so because they're playing today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow, or uh, who knows? I don't know, because it doesn't say so. Hurry, because once they're gone, they're just gone. And I'm sure there'll be people lined up for blocks, for miles, for uh, from here to Uranus, for those free Marlin tickets, because they're free. That's from noon to one. Look for the, uh, what's going to be there? I give up. The QM van? The Hummer. The Humper? Well, one of my MySpace people, Rick, confuses me even more. He says, P.S., I hope I didn't confuse you with all the technical talk. Well, of course you did, Rick, because I'm an idiot. It says, you can have a wireless router and get rid of all the cables running around. I did it in my house. George was half right. <coughs> They're used for wireless devices, but you can hook up your computers as well. All you will need is a wireless card installed in each of your desktop computers you want to hook up. Well, there's only two. Well, duh. Yeah. You, if you put a wireless card in your computer, then it becomes a wireless device. Where do you stick it? Ticket. If, you, if you put a wireless card up your butt, then you become a wireless device. Oh, seriously, device. where do you stick it? In the back. It's a, your, your desktop has all these module slots in it, you know. Yeah. You'd have to uh, open up the computer and install it. Yes, pop oh! it it. Just remember to pr- password protect your wireless router so nobody else can hook up by using your Internet connection. By, and by the way, it says that price is a lot for a router, 142 bucks. Well, I can get it for 70 something now, but they won't ship it here. Because there's a $20 rebate. And it's going to be the Hummer, and there will be tickets for both games. It's the uh, QM Humper is out there, and tickets for tonight and tomorrow. To see the Marlins, they won again. Oh, yeah, everybody's all whipped up about the Marlins. Because somebody's hoping we got a halfway decent team, even though they know we won't. Because what they're doing is slash and burn all the time. Slash and burn, cut the payroll, $21 million payroll. Doesn't Payrod make more than that all by himself? Yes. Yeah, he's making like 25. When one player on another team is making more money than your whole payroll, that's probably not a good sign. That's like comparing my current salary with the salaries of all the people across the street put together. Isn't that a good analogy? I think so. All right. Times two. Well, of course, now I'm talking about now. Oh. Now next year, different story. When I'm making 40 bucks a year. And George, George is getting the big bucks, though, next year. He's going to have a sit-down with Jolly Joe. <laughs> and they're going to, like, hammer out the, uh, the fugle. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of hammering, mostly on my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, hysterical. So go get your Marlin tickets, okay? Who's over there, Flea? Uh, I guess not, because he just told us. Who? Flea just told us that the specific, so I guess it's someone else. Well, these people want to know who they're going to meet and greet when they go over there to uh, uh, could Hooters. Could be Roly. Could be Juan. Roly and Juan. Or Jaime Schlenkel. Right. Jaime, uh... Moishi Popik. Oh, there's the Pope and the President. I wonder what kind of clandestine plans they're making, huh? ...to face and having candid conversation. Much more... Candid conversation. Somebody needs to smash her in the head with a two-by-four. What kind of crap is that? All these suck-ups in the media. Oh, they're having a candid conversation. About what? About child molesters? About butchers who start wars and invade other countries? About what? 
Butchers of a feather stroll together. Having a candid conversation. All these bubble-headed bitches there on CNN and MSNBC. Ought to line them all up. When in doubt, take them out. Except that cute one on. Now, is that her? No. Looks a little like her. Is that her? She's on a location in Blacksburg. The really compassionate leader. Is that the blonde chick that's usually the anchor? You're going to make me change it now? Well, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, She's I know. this hell, if right. sure. It'll be Drew. What? Drew. Drew what? We'll Pitcher? be the friendly neighborhood uh, handout guy. I'm talking about some hot chick on TV, and you're to give me a song to dance about. Well, while well, he was changing the channel, nobody cares, Chris. Nobody cares. Somebody might. Well, they don't. All they want is the free tickets. They don't give a crap. If, they, if it's like, uh, no matter who it is, Ishka Bibble, if he's there handing out the tickets, they don't care. If it's the ghost of Big Wilson, they don't care. If it's Greg Reed's brother-in-law, they don't care. 720 votes, you're not going to make no thousand today, mister. No chance. What are you talking about? I'm talking honest. What's the most exciting play in sports? I hate sports, 124. Hate it. Don't just dislike it. I hate it. That's what George voted. I did not. You voted for one of these? No, I was locked out. Somebody had already voted, but oh, I good. would have good. voted for the car crash or uh, something like that. That's not a play in sports. It's on the poll, so guess what? Well, I would have voted be. for that. It Matador toss. That's what I would have oh, voted that, for. That's, uh, that's, that's exciting. In Hollywood. You ever see a Matador get tossed? Play in sports. Yeah, I've oh, seen uh, films of it. It's a thrill. It's not a play in sports. And I don't hate sports. Kick return for touchdown 119. Hail Mary 69. Holy Mother of God, blessed art thou amongst sinners, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Play at the plate, 55. Buzzer beater, 49. Stretch run in thoroughbred racing, 44. Especially like affirmed in Aladar. Or uh, what was the other one? Easy uh, easy gore and uh, spe- uh, what was it? Sensational spectacular bid? No. Sunday silence. Oh. We used to have that on a cart with Tom Durkin. You can hear the, his chair squeaking. Because he's a big fat guy, Tom Durkin. You can hear the chair actually squeaking sure on that. Uh, inside the park, home run 41. Goal line stand 39. Knockout punch 34. Breakaway goal in 30. Uh, in hockey 30. <laughs> yeah. Stock car crash 28. Penalty shot 22. There's too many choices on here. Suicide squeeze 18. Five on three. Uh, penalty kill 13. Matador toss 11. Stealing home 8. Header goal in soccer 7. Shootout, six. Alley-oop, three. Sulky crash, three. And fast break, one. Sulky crash my ass. That's just... It's not a play in sports. It's an accident. That's like saying, oh, the most... Uh, like the stock car thing. It's like yeah. saying, what's the most uh, exciting thing you see all day? Oh, bad car crash when a whole bunch of people get killed like that. You know, a bus and a van like that. that, that that's exciting. Sean. Sulky crash. This is a man who obviously is a harness racing expert and aficionado. And you've been falling down on the job today. We haven't had much race talk. Well, big numbers. Of now, is this the chick right here? That includes. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get back. I don't know. I'm looking at some ugly queen on the HPI and the racing network. Because I think it's the one that uh, we were talking about before. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she looks just like intern Shannon. She's beautiful. She is lovely. Former intern Shannon, I should say. Yeah, the one that used to uh, crouch on the floor a lot with you hovering over her ass. Yeah. What's your point? You gave her a lot of assignments. That's my point. That's right, and she took right to them. Mm-hmm, evidently. Well, that's George for you, man. He's a uh, philanderer and a uh, whatever. 
And that's why he's sick all the time. No, it isn't. The best talent. Why am not? Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Well, I was shopping at the store for some food. Buying groceries never felt so good. Too bad I didn't know my credit was waxed. Store security was breached and their database got hacked. C-R-A-P, that spells me. My credit is crap.com, baby. I'm as screwed as I can be. Thought about killing myself, maybe. Now instead of eating good and getting fat. My identity was stolen and now my life is just crap. C-R-A-P, that spells me. My credit is crap.com, baby. All right, 1131 at 560 WQAM. Guess what, Mr. President? Well, we ought to take some calls this half hour. Okay. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. George is going to have to punch him up there because my router is dead here and I don't have my other computer working that handles the uh, uh, Internet for the phone. Right. So as a result, George will punch him up, but he can handle it. That's right. We would have the thing here if uh, if uh, Corso or whoever or Steph, whoever got in touch with our Toronto engineer would have said, you know, go go ahead and pick one up and, and uh, put it in a new router. Because that's what he said the first thing that came to his mind was. And why would that be the first thing that came to his mind if routers don't go bad, according to that jackass that sent us that stupid uh, fax? The really, really stupid, idiotic fax. The dollar sank to an all-time low against the euro today, with U.S. inflation coming in three times as high as expected in March on top of escalating food and energy prices. Well, if inflation is bad, how come the market is up? Uh, can you answer that question? I give up. Look at that. The S&P is up 19. The Dow's up 184. Woo! And oil is up over $113 a barrel again. Inflation also rose overseas, and the euro reached 159.66, almost $1.60. After the EU statistical agency Eurostat said that annual inflation rose on higher prices for transport, fuel, heating, dairy products, and bread, it was the quickest increase in 16 years. The euro surpassed its previous record at 159.12, said April 10. The euro rose because inflation overseas will likely muffle calls for the European Central Bank to lower its interest rate from 4%. The bank's primary mission is to combat inflation. Well, thank you, Mr. President. And the British pound, which slipped Tuesday in a series of Dow economic reports, climbed back to $1.9762. Almost two bucks, almost double. Wow. Thanks for that great American dollar, Mr. President. Those low gas prices and that low price of oil that's destroying the economy all around the world. Thank you, thank you, and your Saudi buddies. See, he hangs out with all the uh, crooks, all the criminals, the Pope, the Saudis, all of these criminal bastards. But the Holy Father is here, Neil. You don't understand. It means so much. Yeah, why is that? Why does it mean anything? I don't know. The fact that he's here, we ought to put him on trial for, like, crimes against humanity, things like that. Can you imagine all the people, all the unwanted babies that are, are crawling around, the unfed, unwanted babies? Right. And all the people with AIDS and other diseases you because know, the uh, Vatican condemns uh, condoms. They right. condemn condoms. They're rich, and they take money from poor people. What else do you need to know, in, you know, besides the well, whole... Well, it's a damn good thing they, they are rich because then they can pay off all those people they used mm -hmm. to be rich until they had to pay off hundreds of millions and maybe a couple of billion dollars to settle all those lawsuits against those uh, people that have been abused by the church. There's one thing I've been trying to tell you people for years. It's... There's no fact in, in the church. Right. Make no mistake about it. You're not going to get your thousand even close today. Boy, we are slipping bad. We'll do it. 747. Great plane to fly, but not a really uh, high total on the pull at 1134 in the morning. If it was 847, I'd say, no problem, no sweat. But 747, no, no. chance.
No uh, effing chance. We'll see what we have in then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a lump. You just sit there in that chair and say idiotic, inane things. That's what you do. Oh, well, you at least agree that the routers go bad. Yes. You were the guy that told me that. Correct. And Eric doesn't understand that first one. He said, I'd be more than happy to pay 142 to tiger.ca, whatever. They won't ship it to somebody whose billing address is uh, in the USA. Hmm. Your billing address has to be. I don't have no billing address here. I got a home address, but I got no billing address. Huh. Huh, what? No, I'm just acknowledging that. So I should go out and just buy one, right? That so would be the quickest, uh, easiest way to do it, right? Production. Just go to your nearest Best Buy or whatever, even uh, Radio Schlock has them. Radio Schlock? Do they have those in Canada? Yeah. All right, well then. They got a router? Yeah, there's a Radio Shack in the Eaton Center, as a matter of fact. Maybe I'll go stop by there and do a little Eaton. Sure. At the Eaton Center. Maybe I'll go to Bastard Robbins. Yeah, just change your route a little and bit. Get a and, three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and get a three-scoop hot fudge sundae with Rocky Road. Oh, God. You sure you don't hear that? No, I don't. It's as quiet as a church mouse. I hear nothing. The line is as clean and silent. Yeah, Why is it starting up again? Buzz saw sound effect. What do you mean starting up again? It's just getting louder and louder. I thought you told me, didn't he tell me a few minutes ago that it was quiet? Well, yeah, it did go well, It died, but then it came back. Oh. Listen to that. Can't hear it. Cordis came in here. He heard it from the other room. All right, here's what you do. Turn it off and then turn it back on again. It's I did. All the, all the files are going to have to reboot. But I already, I already did that. You... Done huh? it. Did it. Done it. You already did that? Yeah, yeah. Came Nothing back louder than ever. After a little rest, it came back real loud. Really? It's going to blow up. So, but you got a backup one there. Right, no, we're not going to lose the files. I'm just going to lose the ability to play things, uh, you know, until they replace it. Well, what do you mean, until they replace it? This computer unit. Until they swap it out with the other one is what until you mean. Until they get a, a, a computer that works in here. Assuming the computer blows up. But they don't make those anymore. No, no, no. The the DCS is a, is a, is software. It you know, you can make it work with a computer. You can? Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. But if but if you lose the hard drive, you lose all the uh, information on there, all the files. Well, the files are backed up on two other hard drives here in the uh, studios. Oh, well, thank God. Look, we got enough problems just with something as simple as a little freaking router. Have you got any calls on there or what? Yeah, got some. Punch one up. QAM, hello. Okay, good. QAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, sir. Will Steger from the Salvation Army Homeless Shelter in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I have a question regarding former employment for a possible future resident, Hank Goldberg. <laughs> sir? Yeah. Oh, I, th I, I thought he was done, so I found the Yeah, he thought he was very funny, obviously. See, the thing with Hank is at least he had the ESPN backup, which I'm sure he probably makes more for them than he was with us or whatever. But uh, he's okay. And he can do some ESPN radio and other stuff. With me, this is it. And I started to say the other day, and I should have uh, finished the story, but I, got, I kept interrupting myself. This whole thing was handled so badly. As you recall those really ugly days back in December and early January mm -hmm. when I was on the ripping them an ass every day. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was because I was under the impression that they basically uh, didn't want to renew. They didn't mm -hmm. want me to stick around mm -hmm. like the humper. Mm -hmm. They wanted him out. So they kept making more and more insulting offers until he finally said, screw you and goodbye, you know, like that, because he's got something to fall back on, so to speak. 
Now, if what's his name, Stephen Strait, were here, maybe I'd have something to fall back around. on. No, not back on. Okay. Around. So that was that deal. You got any more calls? Yeah. See, this is awkward without having the router here, so I can't look on the thing and see it for myself. But that's the way it goes because our outfit is real, real cheap. And, oh, let's avoid that if we possibly can. We don't want to spend like, uh, and if they are cheap, like 70 or 80 bucks, what kind of money is that? Like I wouldn't pay for it myself? Say QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? All right. Thanks for taking my call. We miss you, bro. Hello. I'm listening. Why would you ignore your callers if you know that the reason of the show? Come yeah, on, okay. Bro. Well, what do you what do you got for us? Hey, do you know? Do you have an idea how many how many millions of dollars to, you know the government is paying for the Pope trip to come over here? No, I don't. I wish I did. I mean, it's it would make me sick. Millions of dollars. Why, why would they get the money and give it to the poor? You know? Yeah. That's all I want to say. Okay, go to church this Sunday and ask them the same question. Why don't you give that money to the poor? Would you get rid of him? Oh yeah. yeah. I he thought was, that was a cue. <laughs> he was a skew, all right. Yeah, why'd you turn your back on the callers? We're the, uh, you're the meat and potatoes of the show, right? That'll be the day. Even Buddy Holly ain't buying that. Meat and potatoes, my ass. God. Potatoes, maybe. You know how much money they're uh, spending? I just get through saying that a little while ago. I was ranting and raving about that, yes. But it's much more meaningful if they say it. Oh, look at that. Supreme Court upholds Kentucky's lethal injections by a vote of 7 to 2. All right. Let's fry some people, baby. Get that needle. Stick it. Stick it. Stick it. The sports leader. We like gravy. We like gravy. We saw is like gravy. You. And what's nice is, with the oil price rises, there's nothing you can do. You fail. We got away with the 9-11 attack, and you brainless with are still occupying Iraq, so we keep raping. With very little complaining, we saw these keep raping you. We've been raping, gouging and raving. Why not? For you, you dumb, pathetic schnooks. It's amazing, yes, the hell we're raising. And we're always off the About alternative fuels, we'll keep on steaming. To take advantage of you, we like raping. You're just a clang and yanking for the Abraham Emirates of Dubai. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 11.46, 14 to noon at 560 WQAM. Barack Obama picked up another celebrity endorsement today. Singer, and I use that term very loosely, Bruce Springsteen announced his support for Obama in a note posted to his website. Do you think that'll do it? Must. The boss! The boss! Thanks for that faux pas there. The rocker who became famous singing of his blue-collar roots said recent comments from Obama that were portrayed by his opponents as condescending to working Americans were taken out of context. 
He speaks to the America I've envisioned in my music for the past 35 years, Springsteen writes, a generous nation with a citizenry willing to tackle nuanced and complex problems, a country that's interested in its collective destiny and in the potential of its gathered spirit. Whatever all that means. Springsteen apparently is doing and supporting Obama by Stephen Van Zandt, who plays guitar in the E Street Band. According to this report, Van Zandt, who played consigliere Silvio Dante in The Sopranos, refused to appear in Hillary Clinton's campaign ad spoofing the HBO series last year. It's unclear who E Street sax player Clarence Clemens is backing, but a recipe for his big man oyster stew was included in a cookbook released by Bill Clinton's presidential library. His big man oyster stew. Whatever the hell all that crap means. I don't know. That's what it's all about, baby, a bunch of crap. Forget about issues, forget about solving problems, forget about really uh, making any changes. Just talk a lot of crap. Go bowling, you know. Who's got the better bowling score? That is pretty weak, though. 37 for 7 frames? I don't know. Yeah, huh? Pretty weak. Ain't it? Yeah, it is. Just like Chris's poll today, 775 votes and it's almost noon. Not even close to 800 that you need. There's the Pope again. Affairs. I mean, Popes are very well aware. He looks like an old lady with a with a bad cap on. With a cape like on. A white hair, huh? And he does have a cape die, on. If they would dye his hair blue, yeah, he does have a, ca- a, ca- a cap and a cape. <laughs> they match. He probably, he probably is a cape on. And slippers. Don't talk about me that way. Don't you hear my Jewish accent? I'm not doing it at all, okay? I got out of blah, 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 blah. He is really something, man. I can't say the word on the air. Sure you can. Supreme Court upheld Kentucky. Yeah, according to a Charlie B., I can say it. Oh, yeah, hold, get him by the balls, and you demand the fart sounds back. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Those people who believe that demanding fart sounds was like assuming there weren't any negotiations, which there weren't, but assuming there would have been, can you imagine me saying, oh, well, i got to have the fart sounds back or I'm not signing. Can anybody with an IQ more than six even imagine such a thing? I'd make a good story. What's this thing you're faxing me now? Oh, the best anticipated fax of the day. Really? Okay. Here we go. I got it. Oh, here you go. Routers don't go bad. Rebuff. Okay, Neil. And it's... I mean, get a life. I have no life. First, excuse me for not knowing your setup or possible special needs. Unless you're a multi-million dollar business protecting three or four hundred computers from the constant hackers and virus writers that look for just that, big business, you should need nothing more than the average home user. I assume you were only putting more than one computer on a wire, which a $50 D-Link or Linksys will do just fine. Well, that's what I got right now is a Linksys, okay? That's the one that burnt out. Piece of crap. No, it lasted seven years. That's pretty good. Like I said, it lasted it did good service. It lasted us seven years. It's a great Linksys. Why don't I get a new one just like this one? At least I know where to stick all the uh, things. I can stick it in the ticket. Second, go get my facts out of the garbage and tell me where I said a router. I was a router expert. That's your assumption. No, you said you were a technical expert. A plus, N plus, D plus, F plus. Also, look where I said they rarely go bad. Uh, if that was the heading on the damn facts, it said routers don't go bad. Okay, I admit, if you can't update the firmware, then yes, you fall into this category. Now, didn't he just get through telling you in the first fax that they don't go bad? Wasn't that the big headline on the uh, page of the fax? Routers don't go bad. Maybe we were on acid. Maybe he was on acid. Maybe he was on Sid the Kid. Ass. 
I was only telling you my 10 years' experience using these routers. Do you actually think that D-Link and Linksys would still be in business with a good reputation by selling crappy $50 routers? I think not. These routers are probably 90% of all networks and work great, home networks. And you're welcome because it seems that since you read my facts, that just pisses you off to no end. All of a sudden, it's $70, not 140 Then this guy talks just out, out of your ass, sir. Out of your ass. There is a nasty gas coming out of your ass, and it's on this page. Also, my five-year-old kid can replace a battery pack back up. You put it on the floor. I, I, I was joking about that. Okay, this guy's an idiot. You put it on the floor, plug it in, put it in the computer motor, and monitor plugs into the protected side. Yeah, you plug in two plugs. That takes brains. Glad you figured it out. And what this guy doesn't understand is that most of the people in his business who do what I do wouldn't be able to do it. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And if you have very important information on a hard drive and don't have the brains to back it up, that tells me how smart you aren't. Because when it's gone, you know what they say, it's gone. P.S. Congrats on your five-year extension on your contract. You're still the best damn four hours on AM radio. We'll continue to listen until I die. Well, hopefully that last part might be soon. Because you obviously are a real hard ass. I was joking about the fact that I plugged that thing and it's got two plugs that plug in the back and you plug it in the wall. Wow, what a concept. And then it charges up and it's got a batteries inside and what we do. But at least when it started fluttering and puking, which I think that's when you were on vacation, wasn't it, Chris? I guess so, yeah. At least I knew I better do something, okay? Yep. So Eric told me where to go, where to go online and buy it. They delivered it the next day. And there it is. My God. I have no line. That's obvious. And, and here's a guy that started out adamant. Adamant. Hostile. Routers don't go bad. And now he says, oh, well, maybe that's uh, the problem. Maybe yours is bad. And then denies that he said it. Just like Swillery. She, she was tired. It was 11 o'clock at night. It was 3 in the morning. It was 4.30 in the morning. It was 3 in the morning when the phone was ringing, and she was incoherent, according to her husband. And that's why she blurted out the crap about that sniper fire. <laughs> yeah. She was bleary-eyed. Sure. Incoherent at 3 in the morning. Don't let her answer the phone, especially if it's Monica. Now, if it's Stephen Strait that calls at 3 in the morning, I'll answer the phone, okay? Now, you still haven't seen that movie, right? Correct. And I still don't have your book about the slots. Uh, I'm not I going there today. I'm not going to press my luck. Yeah, don't... <laughs> Well, I won a few bucks yesterday, and believe me, it wasn't easy. Those dollar Wheel of Fortune, man, they were torture. It's the Wheel of Torture. I went to the $5 room, and I got a little bit lucky, and then I went back. Well, actually, I did do okay in the dollar one. The old one's in the back there, Woodbine. For those of you Woodbine people, which there aren't any, thank God. And I put in 100 bucks, and I played 97 bucks, never got a spin. I got a couple of cherries, and my last three bucks, I got 300 on the line. How do you like that? All right. And I cashed that. Uh, took it out, and I was 900 ahead, and I said, I'm going, I'm getting out of here. I'm going upstairs, give me a slice of pizza in the cafeteria. I did not eat the macaroni and cheese, by the way. Aren't you proud of me? I am very. My blood sugar is still very, very high today, unacceptably high, and I will die soon if I don't cut the crap. But I did not eat the macaroni and cheese. And that takes a lot of willpower, because they have great, not good, but great macaroni and cheese. Oh, that would buy. They do. All racetracks. I don't, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's something that they have back in the barn area that they stick in there, you know, like in the... And the cheese? Like, I don't know. Special sauce? The special sauce, yeah. The Supreme Court upheld Kentucky's use of lethal injection executions today, likely clearing the way to resume executions that have been on hold for nearly eight months. 
The justices, by a 7-2 vote, turned back a constitutional challenge to the procedures in place in Kentucky, which uses three drugs to sedate, paralyze, and kill inmates. Similar methods are used by roughly three dozen states. We agree that petitioners haven't carried their burden of showing that the risk of pain from maladministration of a conceitedly human lethal injection protocol and the failure to adopt untried and untested alternatives constitute cruel and unusual punishment, Chief Justice John Amanazzi Roberts said in an opinion that garnered only three votes. Four other justices, however, agreed with the outcome. Roberts' opinion did leave open subsequent challenges to lethal injection practices if a state refused to adopt an alternative method that significantly reduced the risk of severe pain. Justices Ruth Bader Ginsburg and David Souter dissented. I wonder if he's kin to Bruce Souter. Who? Picture for the Cardinals. Oh, look at this. Prosecutor swears vanity tag contains vulgarity. Beast uh, sent me this. What? Beast sent me this. It's an interesting story. Oh, by the way, the Beast, uh, they they were, is the Joe Rose show, I thought that Zach was uh, issuing executive orders. Evidently, Joe ain't paying attention to Zach. Because the whole show is about the Beast. When I was sitting here this morning. Well, but they're not talking about how uh, he's going to eat himself to death, so. No, he wasn't talking about that. He was playing a clip from his show and uh, some interview, and he had Ira Windbag on the phone, and they were both ripping the beast and yada, yada. It's uh, Joe Rose Show about the beast. Biggest names. The best talent. Here is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Stick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> hey. 16 seconds as Smith shoots that puck into the lead zone and goes to the far wing to Elman. Elman is set by Fisher. And a breakaway. Five seconds. One way to go. He's in Coming at you on the world. Bottomable here in your life. Raph Bolter has the rattle labyrinth of single minded sport hole stupidity. Get ready to breathe through your mouth for two hours about nothing on the Jack Show. Boys and drummer, take hold of the logo boat. You need a drum. There, there's a drummer. Good eggs today to Paul Coach Riley. Uh, how about that? You heard me? How about that? Coach Riley of the Heat. How about that? The Heat, 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 Heat. With the glamour as a convincing guy. Coach Riley. <laughs> well, thank you for giving us a call. Well, wait a minute. Is Coach Riley? No. Oh, not Rick Riley. No. Uh, well, it'll be uh, Chester Riley. Yeah. Oh, well, we got the wrong uh, Riley. Uh, we can't talk about anything other than sports, as you know. Well, well but do you know anything about sports? So what makes you ask a stupid question like that? Well, I wasn't expecting Chester Riley, but uh, you you say something sporty, go right ahead. On May 1st, 1920, Brooklyn and Boston played the longest game on the After 26 innings, Brooklyn had one run, nine hits, and two errors. Boston had one run, 15 hits, and two errors. Game called on account of darkness after three hours and 50 minutes of play. Yeah, hey, well, uh, thank you, Riley. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe I'm still on the air. Yeah, who the hell came? 1202 at 560 WQAM. The jerk show at 2 this afternoon is shocking, isn't it? Now, are you gonna? should we have an office pool and pick a date for his last show? Why not? 
This is a betting I just changed the poll, by the way, speaking of that. You want to know why? Why? Because why? Why? Chris is only a chance of getting to 1,000 a day. You need 213 more. You're not, you're not even at 800 with this. Uh, this is a turkey of a pool. Sorry, oh. Sean in Hollywood. What's the most exciting play in sports? 787 on this poll. Weak. Weak. I hate sports. 133. Kick return for a touchdown. One, the reason I played the breakaway goal there by Bob Pulford is because breakaway goal is on here. Maybe it'll get, you know, a little something. Kick return for a touchdown. 127. Hail Mary. 77. Play at the plate. 58. Buzzer beater, 55. It was Jackie Robinson at the plate and Yogi Berra applying the tag in the 1953 World Series, was it? I think. Or 55. I don't know what it was. Buzzer beater, 55. Stretch run and third by racing, 52. Easy goer and Sunday silence. Inside the park, home run, 44. Goal line stand, 41. Knockout punch, 36. Goal line stand like the one that the Patriots didn't make at the end of the Super Bowl. Breakaway goal in hockey, 33. Like Pavel Bure. You know what I told Rimmer the other day? I don't want to go into it. What did you tell him? About how I knew for sure that there was no chance of South Florida ever being a hockey town. Uh, I was on vacation in Europe, one of my 80 million vacations, and I pick up USA Today. Panthers acquire Pavel Bury. I was so excited I wanted to, like, wipe my ears with it. And I come back to town. It was when we first went on, we were down on the second floor, George. Remember that? Yep. And I brought that up, and it was like, what, who, what, huh? huh? Like that. Not only weren't they excited, they didn't even know who the hell he was. Stock car crash, 30, which, of course, is not a play in sports, but nevertheless. Penalty shot, 25. Suicide squeeze. When in doubt, squeeze him out, 18. Five on three penalty, uh, 14. Matador toss, 11. Also not a play in sports. Stealing home, 10. Header goal in soccer, 9. Shootout, 6. Sulky crash, 4. <laughs> oh, so many stupid people in so little time. Alley-oop three and a fast break one. Here's a fax. We had a lot of faxes today. You'd almost think that something was going on out there. Mm-hmm. Here's the new poll, by the way. Best male singer of all time. We did it about, oh, I don't know, 100 years ago. Oh, yeah. you've done that before. Well, you know, what haven't we done? At least we're not doing what's the best hamburger in town. Yeah. You know what we ought to do? We ought to do that one day and put them all. I, I don't know how we get a hold of all the ones that he's had on there on his polls. He's got Tobacco Road, which Jax Jerk says it's a really great, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he did when you were on vacation. He came oh. in and told uh, the guys. He said, oh, they got a... What What kind of burger was it, Chris? Oh, cowboy burger, I think. Cowboy burger that's out of this world. It's almost as big as Shaq's head. The best male singer of all time. And look at that. Elvis and Freddie Mercury are tied. Well, I thought our audience hated Elvis. The it's... pelvis. Don't they? They do. I th- thought they did. They do. Now, let's see. He came in a close second to Roy the Boy the first time we did this. Roy Orbison won, which I like Roy Orbison, but if he was the best. And you know who else was on the poll and got one vote? Rick Nelson. Yeah. Whoever voted for Rick Nelson, all I can say is, you fair. come on. I mean, I liked him just fine, but he, I mean, he couldn't sing his way out of a paper sack. He's got some nice songs. Hello, Mary Lou. Uh, yeah, like that. Right? I'm yeah. a traveling man. I got him over here if you want to hear him, but I don't. Over here? Frank says, just wanted to add my two cents to the poll. Oh, too bad, the one we just ended. I voted for the buzzer beater, but some of the most exciting plays in sports are at the end of a hockey game when the team by down by one pulls the goalie. Empty net. It's packed full of desperation and usually ends up with either a great save or, as uh, Jim Houston would say, it's a great save. It's a great save. He makes me want to puke, Jim Houston. That's for my two Canadian listeners. He sucks. It's a great save. Or by the goalie, or a defenseman covering for the goalie, or it ends in a game-time goal. How much more exciting can it get? Empty net goal. 
The NCAA tournament, though, made a pretty good argument for buzzer beaters with Chalmers from Kansas and that dude with the three-pointer for Western Kentucky with three guys in his face, which I didn't watch, so I don't know what he's talking about. P.S. says, Frank, I'm still holding my breath. You'll accept my friend request on my space. My face is turning the same color as my balls. Okay, let's go to it, okay? How much you want to bet? And see, part of the problem is on, on the show MySpace, the friend requests, you know how usually it'll, it'll like, uh, light up on there or, like, it'll, it'll have, like, a little thing? When I get a friend request, it doesn't show. So I have to check them manually. You know what I mean? Right. Ah, gee, now I've got to go over to the other. Oh, Christ. This better be worth it, Frank. Why are you playing? Oh, nothing for no reason. All right, friend request. No, I already approved it. Unless he needs to send it again. There's only one other, Super Speed, which I just approved. That's it. They're all approved, baby. They're all approved, Frank. Unless I didn't approve it for some reason that maybe you were a jerk or something like that, which I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe he's a goofball. Now, why were you just playing that? No reason. Here's one that says, a must-play, play victim of recession. Now, you know something interesting about that bit? What? Which I will play after the next uh, break. But that was an old rock comedy. Remember that? Sure. Of course. They had good stuff. Yeah, they did. And then they went out of business. They went, they're now defunct. So I don't know what the story is there, Frank, but I, I've approved everybody, uh, or approved or rejected, as the case may be. Now, here's the story that the Beast sent. Well, I just, I got, plus we've got to take at least two, three hundred calls between now and two. Right. Before the jerk show. I'm sure that must be about the heat, the heat, yeah. like that in the heat. Yeah. He sure is cool and um, hip, not jerks. You know, he, he, when you try very hard. See, I don't try to be because I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm an old fart. I'm as square as a cardboard box. And that's, I've been all my life. So I don't try to be cool and hip. But when somebody tries very hard and you can tell that they're trying, you know what that tells you? That they're not. That's correct. Good guess. Veteran Dade prosecutor Abby Rifkin, stuck in northbound traffic on I-95 near Northwest 62nd Street, did a double take at the vanity tag on the pickup truck in front of her. A four-letter word that begins and ends with T. What? I literally almost drove off the road, Rifkin says. It's a vulgar term for female genitalia, and I was offended. She grabbed her cell phone and snapped a photo. Very little shocks me, says Rifkin, 51. I got that. An assistant state attorney for 28 years. Abby Rifkin, I wonder if she's kin to the judge. I wonder. Da, 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 judge Rifkin, my close personal friend, mm-hmm. who saved my career and let me go to WYNZ. I prosecuted lots of murderers, lots of rapists, lots of child molesters. I'm not a prude, she said. I'm all for freedom of expression, but there are certain words that are so objectionable and so disgusting and have no redeeming social value, and that's one. The tag, a Marine Corps specialty plane on 2006 White Mitsubishi Raider, is registered to Stuart Tavares, 28 of Pembroke Pines. He couldn't be reached for comment. However, Tavares offered an explanation when he applied for the tag at the West Regional Courthouse in Plantation. He told a clerk that the T-word is a tactical group in the Marine Corps he was in. Tactical Wire Assault Team, abbreviated as TWAT. He served with the Marines four years, 2002 to 2006. He did a four-month Afghanistan tour, attended the rank of, uh, attained the rank of sergeant, said Major Manuel De La Rosa, Marine Corps spokesman for the Pentagon. He worked in telecommunications as a field wireman. And Wikipedia says, so in other words, he didn't make it up, a common colloquialism for and amongst field telecommunications personnel in the Marine Corps is Tactical Wire Assault Team. 
So they did make it up, obviously, for, for, for reasons. But nevertheless, it, at least they, it exists. You know what I'm saying? Right. He didn't make it up just to put it on a plate and be vulgar. Rifkin wanted the tank pulled. She called the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles to complain. I spoke to three different people. The last person said, thank you for the information. We're going to need a letter from you. I said, what are you talking about? You're on notice. They said, we need it in writing. Ridiculous, Rifkin says. The department should accept and log telephone complaints. She maintains Palmer Brand, assistant chief for titles and registration in the Division of Motor Vehicles, says there are 462,000-plus active personalized plates. Written complaints are required for tracking purposes, he says. The DMV manual tells how to lodge a complaint. Complaints can also be mailed, too, and it's got an email address. Brand says he would not let this tag through. I know pretty much every dirty word around in several languages. Department spokesman Ann Nukatola, who serves on License Plate Review Board, says she didn't know it's derogatory meeting. I had to call my husband. She never heard of the Tactical Wire Assault Team, TWAT. Brand will ask the board to review the tag. A two-person review board authority has final say on recalls. Leave the man alone. Should be her biggest problem. Apparently it is. Quick in a yento, okay, Abby? This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. They're bad. They're obscene. Their records are unavailable. And they're Jewish. It's two live Jews, as kosher as they want to be. We're two live Jews, and this rap rocks. Give me a bagel. Make mine with locks. I met this box. She wanted my pickle. I told her it was kosher. She didn't act pickle. I'm no schmuck. You'll get your wish. Open up wide. Eat your filter fish. We're two live Jews. I'm side. I'm Moshe. If you think this is nasty, something ain't kosher. Kosher? What's kosher? Where's my agent? agent? Are you ham? You got a glass of water. Give me a share. Two live Jews, as kosher as they want to be, from Chris Records, available till sundown. And look for our next release, New Yids on the Block, do Hasid Rock. And happy Pesach, 12-17. I guarantee you the two live Jews are better than Frank Sinatra. Put put them on that pole. All right. My request. Put it on. You got it? Yep. Good. Now, let's see how we're doing so far. Now, this, you need how much for a thousand altogether? I think we had 79, so... Uh, two, two, 11. 11. Uh, two, 11, yes. 21? I'm not doing good. Yeah, 211. 21? Yes. It's a nice age. Uh-huh. 42 votes on the pool. The best male singer of all time. Elvis, 10. Freddie Mercury, 9. Roy Orbison, 4. There goes the Pope speaking of Queen. On his first visit to America, the Nazi Pope was pretending to be Jewish, talking about a Jewish accent. Pretty soon he's going to show up in Brooklyn at a deli. He'll be at Nathan's getting weenies. Wouldn't be the first time. Roy Orbison, four. Paul McCartney, three. Stevie Tyler, two. John Lennon, two. Michael Jackson, two. Oh! Elton John, two. And then one for Johnny Mathis, Jay Black. How come Jay Black hasn't got a lot of votes yet? From Jay and the Africans and Americans. I don't know. He's great. And once upon a time, he looked pretty good, too. I don't know, maybe at birth. Paul Simon, one. Bob Seger won. What the hell was that? Oh, nothing. Was that only in America? No, it wasn't a hit. What is that? What, what is that? It's Queen, baby. 
Oh, well, like an obscure. What the hell is that really? What is not really. You're my best friend. One of their biggest hits. Never heard of it. Of course not. Bob Seger won. Billy Joel won. Rick Nelson won. Luis Miguel won. That's who I voted for. Marvin Gaye won. And none for Frank Sinatra, Burton Cummings, who's a real jackass that played next to me at that machine at Woodbine. Remember I told you that story a million times? Yep. Burton Cummings, right there with his daughter or girlfriend or both. I don't know what she was. B.J. Thomas, man. Is this a Queen memory now? Is that going to be Yeah, yeah, I'm going uh, to sway the vote. Dion, none. Rod Stewart, none. Jim Morrison, none. Neil Sedaka, none. Fats Domino, none. And see? Dean Pitney, none. It worked. Oh, Freddie Mercury Domino. pulled ahead because of that. You see, you're, you're tilting it now. That's right. Give you it better to watch Freddie. it, mister. I'm going to go and wipe my ass. He deserves it. With your face. Oh, Freddie really? Mercury, 12, and uh, Elvis, 11. Well, Freddie Mercury is much better than Elvis, but then again, who isn't? Freddie's voice was like butter. Butter? It wasn't a note he couldn't hit. Speculation that one of their colleagues might be higher one for the Senate was warmly welcomed yesterday by the host of MSNBC's Morning Joe. Ho, 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 ho. When Hardball's Chris Matthews appeared recently on the Colbert Report, Stephen Colbert asked him, there's a lot of talk that you might be running for our inspector seat in Pennsylvania. Any truth to that? You want to give me a scoop? Colbert went on. You want to respond to that in the form of an announcement? Matthews seemed bemused at first, asking a six-year term, representing all the people of Pennsylvania. However, he was soon admitting to Colbert, well, you know, when you grow up, some kids want to be a fireman. I wanted to be a senator. That's an announcement, Colbert declared to cheers from the audience. Oh, according to a recent... Listen, Colbert could have said anything. could have said, oh, I just farted, and he would have had cheers from the audience. We could have said, Chris is illiterate, and they would have had wild cheers from the audience. Illiterate. Especially when it comes to politics. According to a recent posting at the website of longtime Republican operative Roger Stone, MSNBC TV star Chris Matthews has been quietly sounding out Democrats across Pennsylvania about seeking the Democratic nomination to oppose Senator Arlen Magic Bullet Specter. Matthews has been meeting with former Philadelphia City Controller Tommy Leonard and has approached Governor Ed Rendell to inquire about recruiting campaign personnel. After watching the Colbert Report clip, the Morning Joe host were enthusiastic. I think he'd be a great politician. What? He just hit something, man, and uh, disappeared. Oh, there you are. Wait a minute. What was that? He just said the F. I, I dumped it, but what is that? Are we uh, on the air? Somebody. Yeah. Well, what is that? Somebody in the control room is doing something they shouldn't Oh, doing. no. There's all there. kinds of profanity. All right. There. Excellent. We can only dump it so many times. Stop doing whatever you're doing. He ran in there. He ran in there and stopped them from doing it. There, we hope. We had nothing to do with that. FCC. Find the guy in the control well, room. I dumped it, but I mean... We can only hit it so many times. He's so effing uh, angry. Who was that? Was that Jerks? How do I know? We're in this little room. Chris is going to come back and give us a full report, I'm sure. That... <laughs> That was just shocking. That 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 was that, that was vintage QAM, baby. Sure. Well, what did I tell you about people in there potching around in the computer? Yeah, well, we don't hire any radio sure. people here. Oh, that's for damn sure. I hired Doc I hope Joe Bell was in the car on the way to, and I, I sure hope that this dump button is working. Now. I'm sure you dumped it. I hit the dump button just continuously. Four hundred oh, yeah. times. It's working. We're trying to figure out why we were hearing them though. What was that? We were hearing Jason talking to uh, Carlos. From where? Where is he now? They're in the other studio. They're in the other studio? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's 1223. What the hell is he doing in the other studio? Besides swearing. Swearing up a storm. Show prep. Show prep. Yeah, prep my ass, okay? <laughs> I'll go get a brush. God. 
show prep. I'll go get the lube. Every other word was effing this and effing that and uh, Jesus. <laughs> Did you hear it? No, I, I heard it through your monitor. Well, what does that mean? In other words, I heard through your monitor, like through your microphone, yeah, like some talking in the background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It didn't come through any of our speakers in here. Well, yeah, I was on here. Yeah, I think uh, we were just hearing, you know, George and I were just hearing your speakers. It sounded like someone was talking at your place. So I think we're okay now. Just remember what I told Jolly Joe. That wasn't my signature on that contract. Was it a puppy paw print? What, what is that banging? Huh? Oh, it just fill it in. Oh, oh. Hey, at this point, you never know. It might be coming from the other room. It was so effing this and effing that and effing 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 effing. There must have been 45 F's in that, the F-bombs. Jesus, okay, and I'm sitting there helpless, like, where's that, you know, and I'm looking all around, like, uh, where's that coming from, you know? Must be the router. That's what it is. It was a misrouting. Yeah, we were, we rerouted through the control room with Jason Jackson and his filthy potty mouth. <laughs> well, I like him more now. No comment. I'm, I'm not saying a word. Not that word, anyway, although I, off the air I will. Is this the real <laughs> Oh. What a queen. 1225 at 5.60, After that episode we just had, I'm doing a little frustration eating. Okay. Mm. There's some cold cuts, though. All right. Turkey, and, turkey and veal sausage uh -huh. with uh, peppers and uh, stuff. Good stuff. Just a little bit. Now, how are we doing on those uh, Marlin tickets out there at Hooters at Pison University? I don't know. We give any away? Let's find out. Because if they're all gone, I mean, once they're gone. That's right. 
I don't want to read the promo if they're all gone, but of course, why would anybody tell us? Right. See, one thing I was well aware of when I signed that document on Friday, whether it's five years or a hundred years under the current regime, nothing is ever going to change. Nothing will ever change. And what just happened in there is, is so typical. It, it's a playground. It's, it's, not a radio, it's not a broadcast station. It's not a radio station. It's not even a business. It's a playground for sports right. nerds. We ought to have swings and slides, stuff like that. Merry-go-round. Don't you think that would fit? Sure. So what's the story? Is anybody going to call you from there and tell you whether we got any Marlin tickets left or not? I sent Lee a text, and I presume that he'll answer it. He always oh. has. Has he? Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. 860 on your total polls, by the way. I'm, I'm counting the numbers all collective for you, trying to get you to that 1,000. I think if we change it again, you're still not going to get there. No, we'll get there. Not. We'll get there. Got 88 on this one, so you got 868 total. You need 132 votes, and you got uh, 90 minutes less uh, two. We'll do it. They'll come through. Yeah, we'll do it. They'll come through. Notice how animated he sounds these days? Probably because he's porking up again. You're getting weight back or oh, what? Actually, I'm kind of staying the same, so I need to get mm-hmm. back to Me too. I'm staying the same. But, fat. Uh, no, we're going to get H-A-T, fat, like that big fat chick with a fat ass. What's your name? Monique. Mo Green, yeah. Mo, Mo Howard. Freddie Mercury, 19. Elvis, 13. Freddie's pulling away, and that's only because you played all that Queen stuff. Right. Speaking of fat chicks with big fat asses. Oh, oh. You're gonna take me home tonight. Since you mentioned fat bottom girls. I'm going to uh, have to dig out the Elvis if you don't cut it out. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Are you threatening put, me? Put the king on top again. I don't want to hear it. I, I got a whole bunch. In fact, yeah, it's right here. Oh, there sure. Go ahead. Make your day. Go ahead, make oh, your day. Down beside that red I got the three C D set, baby. Oh boy. Legendary Elvis. Which I thought this audience heard him like poison, but evidently uh, they don't want to hear the music, they just want to vote for him. Well, it's not that he had a bad voice. He had a good voice. He was a good singer. He just didn't have any good songs. Oh. 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 Yuck. When we kiss my heart on fire. I agree. Well, maybe the other discs are better than that first disc on it. It's a three-disc set. Yeah, I'm sure the discs are uh, better than each other, but the song is going to be better, yeah. Oh, come on now. Give the king a chance. A chance to what? Oh, I bet you like this. Where the hell is it? Oh, that's the wrong disc. Well, everybody likes that. Not. No. No. Did you know I can't remember? How about Gentile on my mind? Oh, my God, Ben Campbell's ready to blow his brains out. Have another drink, Glenn. Wasn't it Glenn that was always drunk, or who am I confusing him with? Yeah, it was Glenn. Glenn Campbell was always drunk. Always drunk. Suspicious mind. What about okay, so that's all in love. 
Burning love my ass. No, thank you. Really, there's a you know medication for that. Burning love, roids. Yeah. It's not right. on uh, any of these three. I got it here somewhere. I got all the Elvis. I got it too. Burning gloves. I got it too. I ain't just. I'm not gonna do that. Don't do it. I'll play some. You'll clean. stop playing Freddie Mercury. I'm gonna stop playing Elvis. Oh, I hear it. See, here's George again, trying to like color the pole, trying to taint the pole. Hey, what you think? All those people ain't voting just because I'm dropping some Queen songs in, you know. Twenty-two for Freddie Mercury, Elvis only thirteen, and Frank Sinatra's got ten. Oh my God! New York Governor Patterson and his wife last year gave a shockingly low. Hundred and fifty dollars to charity, despite a combined income of nearly two hundred and seventy grand. The couple's income tax filing show this, according to the New York Post. One hundred and fifty bucks went to the Salvation Army in the form of used clothing. Oh, maybe they can give it to the Humper. That guy was so funny. Not. You know the one I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah, you do. The caller. Oh, that one. The couple didn't check any of the charity contribution boxes, such as for the World Trade Center Memorial listed on the state tax form. The $150 donation was dwarfed by two other state officials. Attorney General Andrew Cuomo reported having last year made 14 grand in charitable contributions on an estimated income of 545 grand. You know how much I gave to charity last year? Nothing. Correct. My whole life is charity. That that's correct. Controller Thomas, do you know, am I supposed to feel bad about that? I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to. No, I don't. It's my money. I'll, I'll give it to whoever I want. I'll do with it whatever. If I want to wipe my ass with it, I'll do it. If I want to paper the walls with it, I'll do it. Controller Thomas DiNapoli, who's single and reported 143 grand in total income, gave $3,065 to 29 charities last year. Patterson's paltry giving also came up short compared to his gubernatorial predecessors. Multimillionaire Elliot Spitzer. Gave away 141 grand. Now, does this count the uh, hookers or not? Or 7% of his and his wife's total income. George Pataki, who was widely criticized for shortchanging charities, reported donating $2,600.94 the year before he came, became governor. That included $885 worth of used clothing to the Salvation Army and more than $300 in corn and other produce to nonprofit groups. Corn my ass. Get out of here. Excuse me. Yeah. What that be a corn Julio? Be a corn cob. Depends on who does it. I got news for you, man. Corn is where it's at. Remember that story we had last week? Corn and oil, that's yeah, where it's at. It sure is special. Corn sure is special, baby. Well, enough with the Elvis, okay? I'm so glad that I re- resurrected that pool. At least it's better than that uh, sports nerd thing, okay? I hate sports. I hate sports. Oh, here's something. If, if it queues up, I don't think it's going to queue up. Come on, you can do it. It doesn't work real well when you put the disc in upside down in the den. No. Now, whatever happened with the one there? Is it still screwed up? The, a lot of the disc won't play? There, there's one here that's uh, no particular. Let's just call it. See, in honor of you. I was avoiding that one. You don't want to hear that? No. Freddie Mercury, baby. No, it isn't. They dug him up just for that bit. Then, yes, no. it is. It's Freddie Mercury. He's singing from the other side. You know what side it is? Rectum. The underside. 
The male, best male singer of all time. Now, are there other names on here? That I'm, I'm sure that some of the people would like some of the rappers on here, which they will not get on here because they're not singers. But it just seems to me that most of these names are old, you know. Old. Like we don't have Eddie Murphy on here. Not that he's recent, but you know what I mean? Not that he oh, could okay. sing. Okay. Well, are there any great male singers recent that we don't have on here? I'm trying to think. What do you say, Chris? Oh, oh, what about that Michael Bublé? Oh, oh, oh. What about uh, Harry Connick Jr.? Oh, 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 oh. like I said, let's see, let's leave the oldies oh, on. Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. The best talent. Johnny George. Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Now for the talking. The king is back. Bigger and better than ever. Elvis Presley in his first big movie role since he's been dead. Elvis of Arabia. Elvis, I Yes, it's a completely new Elvis movie with the same old Elvis movie touches. 17 unforgettable ways and 18 forgettable songs, including Daddy Bear, Don't Be Ghoul, Dying in the Chapel, Blue Suede Burial Shoes, You Ain't Nothing But a Pallbearer, and more. Yes, see Elvis in his stiffest performance yet. He's bigger, better, and deader than ever. Elvis of Arabia, playing in a theater drive in a mortuary near you. But uh, we never heard it. 16 till uh, 2, 1, whatever the hell it is. 16 till 2, let's get out of here. So, did we get a report from Flea? Yes. yes. Wait. And? All gone. See, that's a good idea for me to not, not keep reading the promo. Once they're gone, they're gone. And if they're all gone, then no sense of reading it. See, eventually, sooner or later, they'll begin to understand how this is kind of like a two pronged operation. You have to stick to fit the prongs together. Mm hmm. That's how it works. Well, you got good news here, Chris. Thanks to me again, coming up with a really great idea of changing the pool. 921 now combined. All right. 789 and 132. There he goes with the numbers again. He's mailing in numbers. And by the way, be sure and bring George a lot of stamps next time he's at Gulfstream. Now, is next time going to be um, soon or is it going to be after the appearance? One moment, because I just uh, found out. You just found out? 5 2 my... will be the next uh, Gulfstream when is uh, it? co show. 5 2. Me too? Yes. A2, Brut. Which is going to be a Friday. Like so bring a lot of stamps, okay? In fact, when I come down there, they'll bring me some Canadian stamps so I can mail it in. Right. A lot of years to be mailing in shows. Oh, my God, we need new, young, fresh talent. Right. We don't want that old goat on here. Well, then don't listen. That's in, all. In your Very case, simple. you can female it in. Uh, oh, speaking of females, as the Democratic presidential campaign, and after I do this story, we're going to take a lot of calls. Maybe. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty Verizon singular wireless line. Let it ring because uh, George can't dingling. Unless Chris wants <laughs> to screen him again, not. Don't do it. Okay then. As the Democratic presidential campaign has persisted, a new poll shows Hillary Clinton losing trust among voters. The latest findings from ABC News and Washington Post finds a majority of respondents find the former first lady untrustworthy compared to a majority who trusted her before the campaign began. Well. The Post says her advisor's efforts to deal with the problem by having her acknowledge her mistakes and crack self-deprecating jokes don't seem to have succeeded. Privately, the aides admit that the recent controversy over claim to abduct sniper fire on a trip to Bosnia made things worse. Worse. Lies. Fantasies. Stories. Clinton is viewed as honest and trustworthy by just 39% of Americans, according to a new Washington Post-ABC News poll, compared with 52% in May of last year. Now it says 39 
Nearly 6 out of 10 in the new poll said she is not honest and trustworthy. And now compared with Obama, Clinton is a deep, has a deep trust deficit among Democrats, trailing him by 23 points as the more honest, an area on which he once led both Obama and John Edwards. Among Democrats, 63% called her honest, down 18 from 2006. Among independents, her trust levels have dropped 13 points to only 37. And Republicans held Clinton in low regard on this in the past. 23% called her honest two years ago, but now it's even lower, just 16%. Majorities of men and women now say the phrase does not apply to her. Two years ago, uh, narrow majorities of both did. Advisors argue that her positive ratings have dipped as she's been defined by her opponents, a normal campaign occurrence, and that her honesty problem reflects the pounding she took from Republicans in the 90s. But the Bosnia incident and the way the campaign handled it have left advisors divided over what a candidate can do after such a steep drop in trust. How about retire? That would be a good idea. Sure. Step aside. Okay, get out of the way. Quit screwing up the worst for everybody else. Doug Thompson says we don't need one of us in the White House. As a gun owner and hunter, I have trouble welcoming Hillary Clinton into the gun fraternity or sorority in her case. And as a recovering alcoholic who used to toss down to more than his share of shots, I even have more trouble imagining an evening at the local bar tossing back boilermakers with the Democratic presidential pretender. Yet claims of hunting heritage and downing shots at Crown Royal and chasing it with beer is part of Clinton's latest attempt to prove she's just one of us. She's one of the guys. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Right. Hillary appealed to, according to CNN, Hillary appealed to Second Amendment supporters on Saturday by hinting that she has some experience of her own pulling triggers. I disagree with Senator Obama's assertion that people in our country cling to guns and have certain attitudes about trade and immigration simply out of frustration, she began, referring to Obama's comments on small-town Americans that set off a political tumult, at least in the media, on Friday. She then introduced a fond memory from her youth. You know, my dad took me out behind the cottage that my grandfather built on a little lake called Lake Winola outside of Scranton and taught me how to shoot when I was a little girl, she said. You know, some people now continue to teach their children and grandchildren. It's part of culture. It's part of a way of life. It's the American effing way. Shoot somebody. People enjoy hunting and shooting because it's an important part of who they are, not because they're bitter. ABC reports Clinton stood by the bar and took a shot of Crown Royal whiskey. She took one sip of the shot, then another small sip, and then a few seconds later threw her head back and finished off the whole thing. Clinton later sat down at a table, enjoyed some pizza and beer, and called over Mayor Tom McDermott of Hammond, Indiana, to come join the table. Every time I get around you, we start drinking, Senator, the mayor exclaimed. Clinton nodded and raised her glass. It's Saturday night, though, Tom, she said. That's what she said. If Hillary Clinton is joining the ranks of gun owners in this country, it's time to turn in our NRA cards and call Sarah Brady. If there's even the slightest chance of running into her at the local pub, I'm headed for the nearest AA meeting. All this pathetic political pandering, of course, is just another attempt by Shrill Hill to prove she's just one of us. It's even more laughable than Obama's lame attempt to become a bore. When political candidates try to prove they're just plain folks, they come across as just plain fools. Memo to one and all, you ain't one of us, so drop the charade. We're not looking for one of us, we're looking for a leader. Bowling a 37 while wearing a white shirt and tie or tossing back with a few politicos at a bar doesn't mean dick. This so-called presidential campaign has descended into a side. That's what he said. This so-called presidential campaign has descended into a sideshow of photo ops, meaningless diversions, and comedy skits so removed from reality that the sketches on Saturday Night Live seem more real than what's happening out on the stump. Besides, if the phone rings at the White House at 3 a.m. and the president spread-eagled across the bed, passed out in an alcohol-induced stupor, nobody's available to answer the phone. Did I just get you saying that a little while ago myself? Yes, I did. Yep. Yes, I did. Doug Thompson, who's still bitter. He's out there, and he's bitter. You can tell. Gee, I can take this promo for that stupid Marlin tickets and Schmidt can that. Boy, that thing with jerks, well, that was uh, indescribable. Fun.
Should let it go on the air. Give. Effinescent, effinat, and it was so effinat, you know. Not that I don't use the F word, but sure, I, try, yeah. you know, I try to avoid it when they're, I'm near a live mic. Right. We F it up all morning long. Do we? Yep. F and S and S and F. <laughs> and all F and morning. All MF and morning. Mm-hmm. And that's because we're confident that uh, that's not going on the air, as opposed to them playing around in that control room. My suggestion is stay the F out of the control room while the show is on the air, until, until the last bitter moment. See, That's so no bitter. fun. What? That's no fun. Stay out of there. Quit knocking us off the air. Quit interjecting stuff that isn't supposed to be on the air. Quit swearing up a storm on a live mic that's on the air. No, seriously, you don't hear this? No. Marco says, how about Robert Plant for the poll? How about Jacques Plant? Robert Plant's good. Yes, he is. Well, get him on there. We'll, we'll add to the poll. We'll take suggestions because the more names we add on there, the more votes we're going to get. And the sooner Chris will get to his thousand combined finally. All right. 148 and 789 is what? 937. You've got an hour and eight minutes for 63 votes. If you can't do that in 68 minutes, man. Wow, that comes on strong. What is that? Robert Plant. I mean, I could play some Led Zeppelin, but that's too easy. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It'll take a long time to get through. There's Ali Felching. What a talker! Very nice. Just a nice, pleasant song. It's about radio, among other things. Okay, that's enough of that. 148 votes on our second poll, and Freddie Mercury's got 35. Frank Sinatra 17. Elvis 16, and Marvin Gaye 13. Marvin's making a move. And Roy the boy, he's only got 12. He won the first time, and that was a long time ago. I guess he might have been a little bit warmer back then, you know? Maybe. Roy the boy? Good, but not, not I wouldn't even say he's great. You know, I, I don't know. Great? How many singers were great? Well, we're, what are, we, are we talking about great voices? He de- definitely had one. You did? Yeah. Only the lonely. Oh, come on now. He, he was good. Not great. And it's all subjective, man. It's all subjective. Yes, it you say where the boy was great, that means yeah. you're probably, Yay. you know. <laughs> right. A growing number of bankruptcies among U.S. retailers is set to prompt thousands of store closings. The New York Times will report on the front page of its new, what it did yesterday. Well, this is uh, from two days ago. Oh, that's right. We better take some calls before I get into any more of these stories. Going to have any? We got one. Well, punch it up. QAM, Hello. QAM. Hey, how about putting uh, Neil Young on there? Oh, yeah, good Canadian boy. Yeah. Okay, see you around, uh, eh? Neil Young, you want to put him on there? Sure. How about uh, Crosby? Not Bing Crosby. How about Swills? Stephen Swills and Graham Nash. What, separately? No, no, it's just a joke. Okay. I mean, if you're going to put Neil Young Go on ahead. there, next, next thing you'll be putting Man Murray on there for crying out loud, speaking of Canadians. No. How about great Canadian singers? We already got Burton Cummings on there. Will you leave anybody out? Getty Lee from Rush. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else, Robin? Anything else, Robin? <laughs> no, not that I can think of. Oh, good. Now, my, the Canadians generally are groups, you know, that are big. Or, or females, like Man Marie, who uh, blows. And the Celine oh, Dion. Oh, David Bowie. Worse. Who? How come we don't have David Bowie on here? 
David Bowie. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, you know what I never, you know I never did play yet. What? Victim of recession. You're slipping, man. You're really something. You're supposed to. I mean, you, you want this big raise now and have your big meeting with Jolly Joe <laughs> about tripling your salary. Yeah. No, I explained to George this morning what the deal was. Uh, you know, yeah. Everybody was going to be involved in the negotiations if there were any, but there weren't any negotiations. You don't understand that. Right. right. It was, uh, this is what they put on a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. and, they, and then he told Norma, well, come back with a counteroffer, come back with it. And we did, and they just, like, laughed and wiped their ass with it. And then they said, well, uh, we're on the outside edges of what we can do. And, and since all these other big offers were coming in, even though it's only the middle of April, and I saw the way that uh, things were going into business, and I said to myself, you know what, I'd rather be safe than sorry. What if we have, like, two or three really bad books, and they say, oh, we don't think he's got it anymore. You know, he's a doddering old fool, and, uh, and you know, he's done. Like that. Mm-hmm. There are many different things you have to consider in this business, as opposed to, oh, I need a lot of money. First of all, that second kid was a bad idea. 1256 at 560 WQAM. Just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. Aren't we all? We're bitter, baby. We are bitter. We're all victims of recession. I don't know where to get two $100 bills to rub together. Maybe I'm going to go to Woodbine this afternoon. What do you think? Not a good idea. Woodbine Wednesday. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, no. How come? What, what is this new routine lately? I've noticed this has been going on a lot more and more. I'll ask. Obviously, there's a question mark at the end. And it's I didn't like, think it was obvious. Maybe you should make one of those sounds like, uh, what's his name? Like, what's his name? The guy that would make the uh, sounds for the punctuation. I can't make those sounds. No? How about just one of those? You better watch it, mister, because you're treading on real thin ice right now, especially if you're in the middle of Lake Ontario. And by the way, it is just beautiful. I know that Pauly Castronova listens every day to get the Toronto weather. Is that a question mark? Captivating radio. Look at that. It's going to be, it's already 15. It's going to be 18 at 65 degrees. Tomorrow, 20, 68, Friday, 66, and Saturday, 58. 
The sun is shining, there's no rain, there's no snow, there's no ice, there's no freezing sleet, there's no uh, crab, the birds are singing, the squirrels are having a... we got black squirrels here. Yeah. I've mentioned that before, you don't find that... A star- there are no black no. squirrels, I've never seen any in Florida, have you? Not in Florida, no. But why do black squirrels hang out here, up north? I don't know, there's more tolerance up there? Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't think they're, I don't think they're discriminated against, I don't think we've got any Muslim uh, squirrels. Have you checked? In my building, we have you got, checked oh, headgear? Boy, we have got, and they're all all the women, the ones with the burkas. They're schlepping around eighty-five kids. Future suicide bombers. <laughs> oh, but at least one thing I know, I'll be safe because they're not going to blow up their own building. I don't think, you know, not with Mama you never know. I mean, if they blow up themselves, yeah, they might have an accident, you know, and somebody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. 179 votes on your second poll. Let's add those together and get this over with already. It's getting 968. Isn't the Pope Mobile like bulletproof? Yes. Yeah. So then, mm-hmm. why do they have to have like the uh, social, the Secret Service running next to it? Just in case. Yeah. Just in case somebody switched the glass. Oh, okay. In case somebody has a bazooka. Yeah, there you go. In case somebody's got like a neutron bomb. The Pope Mobile, and they're schlepping him around, and he's waving, and they're all. Uh, Oh, my God. Wait till you see all the gazillions of people. You know what's really scary to me is that everywhere he goes to these, like, uh, stadiums and these hundreds of thousands, like when he was here in Toronto, the old pope, a few years ago, mm-hmm. all these young people come out. Well, what is the, what is the point of that? Well, I guess it goes to show that brainwashing really works. Well, they start young. Good. Yeah, they sure do. When they're showing him this morning, I just had pictures of, like, the movie Omen. What movie? Omen. The Omen. Oh, The Omen. With Gregory Schmeck. And then William Holden was in uh, Omen 2, am I right? In Omen 3, forget about it. Right. Damien! Damien! What? I told you to get rid of that dog. What's that? Oh, I haven't first thing in the morning, sir. That's mom. That's not no dog. Good movie, The Omen. Mm-hmm. There was four Omens? There was a fourth one? Oh, this is a TV one. Okay. Oh, my God. You yeah. think after the third one, they would have given it up? Who was in Omen 3? It was really a stiff. Omen yeah. 2 was William Holden. And Omen we're not Omen. counting the remake of The Omen. I beg your pardon? They remade the first one. Oh, my God. Why? Money. I guarantee they didn't make any. Movies that don't, like Psycho, certainly didn't need to right. be remade. They made it like... Remade it when a stranger calls did not need. I mean, first of all, when a stranger calls wasn't even a like a huge hit movie. You know, I mean, it was a, g- a great movie, the first one with Charles Durning. But it wasn't like a big hit. That well, why would you remake it? A Star Is Born. I can see why they remade that, right? Yeah, because the first one was like a hundred years ago. William Holden, Lee Grant, Jonathan two. Scott. T- yeah, Jonathan Scott Taylor. Omen two. Yeah. And what about Omen 3? Oh, i got to find that one. Oh. Elizabeth Shepard. What? Elizabeth Shepard was in the second one. Who that? I don't know, but she had a picture, so I figured you might know her. And who else? Oh, I just switched looking for Omen 3 now. Oh. You know, make up your mind. The Final Conflict, Omen 3. Yeah, uh, with... Sam Neill. Oh, Sam Neill. Now, he's not a bad actor. Rosanna... Rosano? Rosanna? No, R-O-S-S-A-N-O. Rosano Brazzi. Brazzi? Luca Brazzi's sister, Rosano Brazzi. Actually, no, that was a guy because their name's DiCarlo. 
Uh, Don Gordon, Lisa you Harrow. Have any idea what he's talking about? I'm reading you who's in the third. Well, I don't want to hear any more. Okay, uh, uh, Sam Neill is the only name of any note. I never heard. Nobody ever heard of the other people. Sam Neill, I think, was in that movie where um, they were out on a boat. Yeah. And he, like, uh, tried to rape the wife. I'm I can't think of the name of that movie. I know you saw it. We both saw it on cable. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that Sam Neill? He played the evildoer? I'm trying to think of the movie. You know, you don't know the one I'm talking about? I got it pictured in my head. Dirty Deeds? Mm -hmm. What was it? Dirty it's Deeds. Not Dirty Deeds, is it? Dirty Deeds, my ass. I bet, I bet you it is. Dirty Deeds. It is not. No, your ass is. Look up Sam Neill. Maybe he I am. I'm looking now. The consumer spending slump and tightening credit markets are triggering a wave of bankruptcies in American retailing, with ensuing store closures expected to remake suburban malls and downtown shopping districts all across the country, writes Michael Barbaro for the Times. I wonder if he's kin to that dead horse. Barbaro. Barbaro notes that over half of the... Now they got horses writing stories for the Times. That's how bad that paper's gotten. Notes that over half a dozen store chains have filed for bankruptcy in recent months and... Amidst mounting debt and plummeting sales, warns that financial troubles are quickly spreading to bigger national companies. We got Soros over here, and George wants a big raise. He wants big, big money. He wants seven figures. Now, what is this thing you just sent me? Did you send this? Yeah. Priest stuff. Pope stuff. 14,000 felonies. Rapes by 4,500 priests. The kingpin comes to America and U.S. media write what a Vatican PR tells them. Shameful media manipulation. No kidding by Kay Ebeling, whoever she is. We'll get back to you, Kay. Just this one time. She says, if you're not specifically Googling Pope and especially Pope sex abuse this week, you probably won't hear or read much about the thousands of felonies committed by pedophiles and other sexual predators operating as priests in the American Catholic Church the last 50 years. In its complete coverage of the papal press event, the New York Times does have an article about Catholic school enrollment being half what it was in the 50s, but you have to read between the lines to say, thank, you, thank God that Catholic parents are getting their children out of danger. Don't expect mainstream media to do much more than respond to press releases, and for that I'm grateful to VOTF and SNAP. In fact, the stream of demands from advocates in the past week may have caused the pontiff to change his upcoming speeches to at least acknowledge the crimes, crimes like these. Sodomy with children, men grabbed altar boys and forced oral sex on them before going out to serve mass regularly. Altar boy rape before mass shows up over and over again in the documents that have come out so far. In one L.A. coastal town, the church had a carnival every Saturday plus catechism class and a network of pedophile priests picked children up from the carnival rides and forced them into nearby rooms to have sex on church property when the children were supposed to be learning church doctrine. Well, they were. Instead, the children developing their gag response. Children sexualized before age 10 while staring at the stained glass windows and statues of saints to take their minds off the horror. On Saturday, Yahoo reported Cardinal Tarcisio Bertoni, the Pope's second-in-command, said the church had already responded with great dignity to the situation and added that the clamor created in the U.S. around the scandal is really unbearable. On Sunday morning, Reuters quoted Fox News saying Bertoni seems to have changed his tone. The Pope will talk about it in a specific way, he says. But when you go to the actual front pages of mainstream press, as usual, thousands of felonies aided and abetted in the Catholic Church are barely mentioned, and only then is an upsetting dollar figure. The New York Times refers to the thousands of felonies in its page one Sunday piece as the sex abuse scandals that racked the church and now costing it millions of dollars in legal fees and settlements with victims. 
That's a factual error in the New York Times, what was once the official record. The Times itself reported $1.6 billion last week. Today, AP says it's $2 billion the church has paid out in settlements. Nobody knows how much more the Vatican has paid out to PR consultants and the legions of law firms attached to each case. Once again, it's all about the money. Nobody mentions the hundreds of thousands of persons whose lives were damaged by predator priests. Even the Times' use of the word scandal implies an element of gossip, like something bad happened, then the media turned into something worse. Mainstream media reporters today little, little more than read press releases and make a few phone calls for quotes to file their stories. They're understaffed in corporate-owned news organizations. If you want real reporting, you have to turn to places like City of Angels Blog, rapidly becoming City of Angels Network, CAN with webcasting of videos. <coughs> and then there's more to this, but evidently we didn't get it, right? That's all that came through. Well, it was enough. Two or two, yeah. More than enough. Oh, it's all over now. The Pope says it's never going to happen again, and you That's can right. trust the Holy Father. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. In the 50s, Robert Young made people laugh, and Father Knows Best. Now, this great series is back, starring a few Catholic priests who like it young, in the return of Father Knows Best. Step into the confessional, Billy. I don't know, Father. This makes the 47th time I've been in there this week. Oh, Billy, you want to be a good Catholic, don't you? Yeah, but does everybody get a spanking? <laughs> Father Knows Best. It's the Vatican's best-kept secret. And you've got a private seat for all the fun. Just enter the rectory from the rear. All right, Billy boy. It's time for your flute lesson. But, Father, your flute has only one hole, and it doesn't make any noise. Oh, it will, Billy. It will. <laughs> Father knows best. Once you've seen this new sitcom, you'll wonder why you've never heard about it. Let me introduce you to St. Peter. Father knows best. Going to church may not seem very entertaining, but there really is something funny going on here. Oh, yeah, just a panic. It's a real laugh riot, let me tell you that. Swillery thinks it's a laugh riot. You notice how the um, <laughs> the candidates never talk about such uh, crap. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. What crap? What's uh, with the pedophile priest? Oh, right. no. It's uh, bad for goodness. They need their you want to piss off the religionists, you know, even Obama you know, made those comments right away. Oh, geez, he's knocking religion. Marine Dowd says, eggheads and cheese balls. She says, I'm not bitter. I'm not writing this just because I grew up in a house with a gun, a strong Catholic faith, an immigrant father, brothers with anti-illegal immigrant sentiments and a passion for bowling. My bowling trophy was one of my most cherished possessions. My family, more from the Kennedy Democrats into Reagan Republicans, not because they were angry, but because they felt more comfortable with conservative values. Members of my clan sometimes were overly cloistered, but they weren't bitter, they were bonding. They went to church every Sunday because it was part of their identity, not because they needed a security blanket. Behind closed doors in San Francisco, elitism's epicenter, Barack Obama, showed his elitism, attributing the emotional, spiritual, and cultural values of working-class lunch-pail Pennsylvanians to economic woes. The last few weeks haven't been kind to Hillary, but the endless endgame hasn't been kind to the Wonder Boy either. Obama comes across less like a candidate in Pennsylvania than an anthropologist in Borneo. His mother got her Ph.D. in anthropology, studying the culture of Indonesia, and as Obama has courted white, blue-collar voters in deer hunter and rocky country, he's often appeared to be observing the odd habits of the colorful locals, resisting as the natives try to fatten him up like a 
Foy Gragoose sampling Pennsylvania beer in sports bar with her the tight, awkwardly accepting bowling shoes as a gift from Bob Casey. Examining the cheese and salami at the Italian market here as intriguing ethnic artifacts. Purchasing us cheese balls at ShopRite in Eastern Noraton and quizzing the women working in a chocolate factory about whether they could possibly really like the sugary doodads. He hasn't pulled a John Kerry and asked for a Philly cheesesteak with Swiss yet, but he has maintained a regal, what do the simple folk do to help them escape when they're blue-bearing, unable to even feign Main Street cred. But Hillary did when she belted down a shot of Crown Royal whiskey with gusto at Broncos in Crown Point, Indiana. Just as he couldn't knock down the bowling pins, he can't knock down Annie Oakley or the girl in the race, as her husband called her Tuesday, the self-styled blue-collar heroine who reluctantly revealed a $100 million fortune partially built on Bill's shady connections. Even when Hillary's campaign collapsed around her and her husband managed to revive the bullets over Bosnia, Obama has still not been able to marshal a knockout blow or even come up with a knockout economic speech that could expand his base of support. Even as Hillary grows weaker, her reputation for ferocity grows stronger. A young woman in the audience at a taping of the Colbert Report at Penn Tuesday night asked Stephen Colbert during a warm-up, Are you more afraid of Bears or Hillary Clinton? Even though Democratic elders worry that the two candidates will terminally bloody each other, they seem to be lighting their own autos da fe, whatever that means. I have no idea what that is. Nope, neither. At match points, when Hillary fights like a cornered raccoon, Obama retreats into law professor mode. The elitism that Americans dislike is not about family, money, or connections. JFK and W would never have been elected without them. In the screwball movie genre that started during the last depression, there was a great tradition of the millionaire who was cool enough to relate to the common man, like Harry Grant's C.K. Dexter Haven in the Philadelphia story. What turns off voters is the detached egghead quality they tend to equate with wimpiness, wordiness, and a lack of action, the same quality that got the professional and superior Adelaide Stevenson mocked by critics as Adelaide. The new attack line for Obama rivals is that he's gone from JFK to Dukakis. Just as Dukakis chatted about Belgian endive, Obama chatted about Whole Foods arugula in Iowa. Obama didn't grow up in cosseted circumstances. Now, when is the last time you've seen a president of the U.S. who just paid off his loan debt? Michelle Obama asked Tuesday at Haverford College, referring to Barack's student loans while speaking in the shadow of the mansions depicted in the Philadelphia story. But his exclusive Hawaiian prep school and years in the Ivy League made him a charter member of the elite, along with the academic experts he loved to have in the room. As Colbert pointed out, the other wonky Ivy League lawyer in the primary just knows how to condescend better. Michelle did her best on the Colbert Report Tuesday to shoo away from the aroma of elitism. Growing up, she said, we had four spoons, and then we, my father got a raise at the plant, and we got five spoons. That's what Maureen does. Maureen, uh, besides using all those words we don't know, she seems to be uh, flitting around, you know, taking turns, taking shots at Swillery, taking shots at Obama, taking a lot of shots, just like the ones that Swillery is uh, <coughs> drinking, drinking down, guzzling down. What's that have to do with uh, 211 votes? 211, we got it, so we got 1,000. Let's hear it. Nice going, Neil. Bail and Chris out again. Well, thank you very much. Because we changed the poll. And, of course, because George goosed up that queen thing, that Freddie Mercury thing. Right. George's always goosing a queen. Not always. So it's official I'm going to Woodbine this afternoon. You excited? I'm thrilled. Very. Well, maybe I want a whole bunch of money and send you some. Not. Or not, right. Well, why should I send you a bunch of money? I give up. Why why? I didn't expect you to. I didn't ask you to. I didn't think you would. Didn't it sound like he was uh, sucking around for some of my Woodbine winnings, Chris? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally not. <laughs> just relax. You're so damn easy. It's just sad. Okay, whatever you say. And it's really sad the way I, I pick on you, knowing, knowing that you're, you know, down and out. Well, not out yet, but getting close. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Getting close. He's hanging on. But once he has that big meeting with Jolly Joe. Right. 
I don't know why you make light of that. I think that's... Uh, I'm not making light of anything. You are. I think it can only be a positive. Got the positive schedule to back you up. You got the, all those appearances to back you up. You got Chris there to back you up. I mean, with the money they're paying him, they ought to be paying you a reasonable living salary because he sure ain't getting no mo. Make sure you mention that to um, Jolly Joe that Chris is overpaid. I will. Overpaid. Mm hmm. Siphoning off some of the cash that you need to feed your starving family. That's right. That's right, Chris. I just got one thing to tell George when he has that meeting. <laughs> oh, I think it's, what, uh, it's what George said before we got on the air. Caught a lot of balls. Say what? Where, where did that come from? I don't know. Like disembodied Mo voice there. No, seriously, where did the Mo come from? I don't know, maybe it was auto started in here from yesterday, I don't know. Five oh six, that is five six oh. Oh, he's back on the air somewhere. I read that. Where did I read that? He's on one of those uh, 10 watt stations, you know, that all call WFTO. The crow is back. Let's hear it. Were you aware of that? No. No. Does anybody care? He, he had his following. Greg Reed liked him. But then again, Greg Reed liked anybody who ever wore a jock strap. Or a sniff one. Exactly. Well, Greg was busy sniffing him, him and Screw Ann. Well, she was doing more than just sniffing. Georgia Republican instructs House on proper Pledge of Allegiance technique. These are the kind of yahoo rednecks, man, that have made America what it is today, and I'm not proud in saying it. A freshman Georgia Republican wanted to stress the importance of divine oversight of the U.S. as he saw it portrayed in the Pledge of Allegiance. Leading the pledge on the House floor Monday, Representative Paul Brown lectured others in the chamber about the correct way of saying the pledge. There should not be a comma between one nation and under God, Brown told his colleagues before beginning his rendition of a pause-free pledge. It may seem a minor issue, but some have argued that saying the pledge as Brown prefers, and as it was written when Under God was inserted in 1954, implies a fealty to religion that is inappropriate in the U.S. That's correct. Without a comma, the phrase indicates that the central characteristic of the U.S. as a political community is in its subordination to God, wrote history professor Matthew Dennis, after the Supreme Court rejected an attempt to strike under God as unconstitutional. In short, the political community is defined by its religious charge, a pledge that states this becomes, in the words of the Ninth Circuit, impermissible government endorsement of religion, functioning to enforce a religious orthodoxy of monotheism. The pledge had no reference to deity until 1954 when Cold War fever saw its inclusion to separate Americans from those godless communists. The Supreme Court dismissed a case arguing that the phrase violated First Amendment guarantees of freedom of religion because the plaintiff had no standing to argue the case, not because of any inherent legal justification for the phrase. A Brown spokesman even said there should be no pause to emphasize there is no separation or implied separation between nation and God. So his house floor lesson may be more than just a pension for details. As a Marine, clearly, he's had to face a lot more difficult challenges than instructing members of Congress on the proper way of saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Spokesman John Kennedy told Roll Calls heard on the Hill column, there was in fact no comment in that section. So correctly it said, one nation under God, no separation or implied separation between nation and God. One nation under God. A first-term lawmaker from northeastern corner of Georgia and a real Yehu, probably from Aintree, Brown's house floor admonition was not his only attempt to insert God further into American life. Last November, he supported a resolution honoring a group promoting the Ten Commandments. I commend the Ten Commandments Commission for their efforts to remind Americans that we are, in fact, one nation under God, he said at the time. And, of course, he was referring to... Neil God! Biggest name. Could it be any doubt? This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. In a republic, baby. Only in Miami. 
People are skeptical of my statements about my trip to Bosnia. Perhaps you're skeptical because the media found out it wasn't in the least bit true. But I maintain it was a terrifying trip. During the flight, Sinbad took off his shoes. The in-flight movie was Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. My press secretary fell asleep on my shoulder and drooled on me. There was a crying baby, and they ran out of limes. So as you can see, I truly am the crisis-ready candidate. Oh, my God, was that sniper fire? Hit the deck incoming! Uh, that was just a flashbulb, Mrs. Clinton. Oh, <laughs> You see, I cackle in the face of danger. <laughs> 131 at 560 WQAM. We got jerks coming up at 2 this afternoon. He's going to throw in a lot of F's and MF's and stuff like that that you may have missed when we hey, had a couple earlier. Hey, I'll listen for that. What? I'll listen for that. Yeah, there you go. Then we don't have to worry about taking that office pool on when his last show is going to be. We could still do that. No, that's bad. That, that would be bad. It would be like dancing on somebody's grave. It's not their grave if they're not in it. Now, how come these people are sending me all these uh, pedophile priest stories while the Holy Father is in Washington? I think that's why. That's bad. There he is in the Pope Mobile. Look at that. Is it the White House? Oh, my God. Washington welcomes Papa. Hey, hi, Poppy. Okay, remember after. Oh, that's the end of that. Boy, that was quick uh, and to the point. Thank God. Frustration continues for the alleged victims of accused pedophile priest Reverend John Zanter. Zantir was back in a Worcester Mass courtroom on Friday. A judge says he needs more time to decide if Zantir is competent to stand trial. Although it says here to stand trails. Sitting in a wheelchair, Reverend John Zantir appeared in Worcester District Court. The former priest in the Worcester Diocese is accused of anal raping of two Worcester altar boys in the 1980s. At Friday's competency hearing, the question was whether or not Zantir is competent to stand trial. His lawyer argued his client is incapable of it. His brother, Paul, was called in as a witness. He said his brother is suffering physically and mentally, incapable of comprehending basic questions. The prosecution pushed for Judge Richard Doney to review statements Zanter made to a doctor during medical evaluation. It says Zanter gave correct answers when the doctor asked him to remember his past, dating all the way back to his childhood. One of the alleged victims, Michael Chasnis, was in the courtroom. He's been waiting for Zanter to stand trial since charges were brought against the former priest five years ago. I don't know who to believe or who not to believe. All I can do is keep showing up and hope that justice will have her way. He said, this priest raped me many times. He would tell me that this was how a good altar boy was to behave and that my place in heaven was secure. The things that this man made me do in the name of the Lord still makes me sick to this day, he'd be saying. In the name of the Lord. In the name of... Oh, God! That's right. So, yes? Let me a router update for you. Oh, oh, oh. We can buy it. We, the company, meaning. Yeah. You buy it, have it shipped to us, and then ship it to you, which would take about five days mm-hmm. if you don't want to go out and just buy it yourself. Yeah. They'll do that. Order it, and then ship it to you. But if it's like only 50 or 60 or 70 bucks, I mean, for a decent one, what, what's let, the big, why can't I just go out and get one? What? Just let you know what was said. I think I should just go out and get my own. Right on. Tell them I'm going to get my own. Like, I get everything else my own. I'll do it. Or I can go online and get a chip and have it here in one day. Right. But tell them thanks anyway. That was very white of them, okay? That was extraordinarily okay. uh, white. Considering the stuff that did it, I'll, I'll tell him. Well, he's a good guy. And yes, he's he is. White. I never met him, did I? He's off-white. Is he off-white? Yeah. yeah he's, he's a good not guy. He's like Lenny Martez, is he? He's a very good guy. 
What do you mean, like Lenny Martinez? He's not a star. Yeah, yeah, he can see. 224 speak. votes on the poll. The best male singer of all time. Now, let me take a look the first time we did this, and it's a long time ago. We haven't done these music polls in a, a long time, in a, in a raccoon's age. I can't find it. Don't you hate that? Yep. Well, that's because I got these Charlie B. polls, such as they are. Charlie, quit giving me lectures on my life, okay, Charlie? Just send the polls and shut up. Or not, you know, or just go away. Some of these people get so impudent. You know what I mean by that? Yep. Impudent. Petulant. Oh, well, I'm part of the show, so I'm going to tell Neil how to negotiate and what to do and get get the fart sounds back. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Favorite male singer of all time. Now, how many votes did we have, Chris? Right now we have... Uh, no, I don't mean now. Oh, you mean originally? 1,026. Wow. Wow what? And that's years ago. So the fact that you, of course, it could have been a weekend poll, probably, you know. I don't know. Poll number 264. I don't know if Eric has a way of knowing what the dates are on those. 264. He does know. Or he can, does know? He can know. He can find out. All right. Well, he'll, he'll check it out. The best male singer of all time is, and so far in this one, we got 224, but this was the new poll today, just to goose Chris total up over 1,000 to make him feel better. Well, thank you very much. Well, because you've been a little bit depressed, like especially yesterday, you weren't here. Yeah, I was the, so depressed. Yesterday. Zach really let you down bad. That's because Zach is—he's lost it, you know. Well, I mean, he had a three hours. He was making all kinds of executive decisions last week, and now this week he's like a paper tiger because Joe is so beast intensive now that it's just nauseating. The beast and Ira Windbag and Ira and the beast and uh, it's like Jimmy and Danny all over again. The best male singer is Freddie Mercury, forty-three. George goosed that up big time. He goosed that old queen. Well, he was just, just hanging there below Elvis. I need to yeah, get a little Yeah, he was just push. hanging there, and so George goosed it. Frank Sinatra, 20. Now, what kind of candy should I get before I get another cab to go to the... Uh, none. Why not? Because it's bad for you. How about score? How about a zero bar? Like, zero. How about a couple of score bars? All right. What? All right, what? Now, why do you say it like that? You're going to die up there. <laughs> I'll die somewhere, but not until I'm through with my last contract. I'll tell you that I'm here. To, I'm good till 2013, till the end of it. February 22nd, 2001. Is that when I'm going to die? So well, that's that like seven, over seven years ago. So people would say, "Oh, well, you know, we keep repeating the same old polls." Well, at least we're not doing a hamburger one every day for like eight months. Now, I want somebody to uh, compile for us a list of all the places that Tootsie had on there for the best burger in town. Or we can do our own, for that matter. What the hell do we need his crap for, you know? His stale crap. Freddie Mercury, 43. Now, how did he do the first time? He came in third. Behind. Just edging out Jim Morrison. I think Jim Morrison is, is taking the, getting the shaft on Who were uh, second and first? What? The first time around. Who won and got second? Roy Orbison, 147, Elvis, 141, Freddie, 110, Jim Morrison, 100. All right. Freddie's going to win it this time. 100 or more. What? Freddie's going to win it this time. <clears throat> now, look at Jim Morrison. Where the hell is he? He's only got six votes, Jim Morrison. Come on, Jim. A lot of people claim that he's got the greatest voice of all time. It is soothing, warm and soothing, buttery. Yeah. Is that how you would describe it? Buttery? Riders on the storm. He was great. I like Jim mm -hmm. Morrison a lot. Miami, they didn't like him, though, because he was, like, you know, doing stuff in his pants. The best male singer of all time is Freddie Mercury, 45, Frank Sinatra, 28, Elvis Presley, 23, Roy the Boy, 21, Marvin Gaye, 19. Marvin's moving up on the hit parade. 
Paul McCartney, 11. Michael Jackson, 9. Elton John, 8. Burton Cummings, guess who? 7. Great voice, great singer, great music, and a real jackass. John Lennon, 7. Jim Orson, 6. Billy Joel, 6. Johnny Mathis, 5. Paul Simon, 5. Luis Miguel, 5. That's my vote. Robert Plant, 4. Steven Tyler, 4. I bet you're surprised they didn't vote for him. No. I should have. Well, there are too many good ones on here. Jay Black, 4. Bob Seger, 4. Come on. Rod Stewart, 4. Oh. <laughs> Geddy Lee, 2. For a second there, I thought it said Geldy. Yeah, Geldy's got the Geldy Lee. Ones. Geldy Lee. Rick Nelson, 2. Come on. Ronnie James Dio. Who's that? From Dio and Black Sabbath. Oh, one. David Bowie, one. B.J. Thomas, one. Who is that? Who is what? B.J. Thomas. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Oh, okay. Neil Sedaka, one. Gene Pitney, one. And none yet for Neil Young. Dion or the fat man, Antoine Fats Domino. That's an insomnia. The best half of the street. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Lock it in and hold it. Prices at the pump and upward. In some local areas, they've officially reached record highs this morning. And no question about it, it's really starting to take a financial toll on drivers. Way back when in 67. Boy, this must be serious. Chief cost of fuel at the pump was divine. Come on, Pastor Beaver. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, well, that's great. Smells nice, too. Now I can't afford it. It's really killing. Now we'll never be able to afford my lip injection. That's inhumane. I get heart failure. I can't believe my eyes. 419. afford to pay for it. There's nothing you can do about it! So if there's anybody who thinks I'm bringing one of my Corvettes up here, it's now over five bucks a gallon for regular here now. Wow. So anyway, update. Yes? You buy that router, fill out an expense report, company reimburses you. How's that? And what about the 180 bucks I spent on this backup power supply? Well, I didn't ask about that, obviously. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't need it, okay? Okay. People are starving, all right? I don't know. I, do. I can handle my own studio here. This year, starting next year, different story. Fax paper, um, fax okay. machines, anything that needs it for this studio, they will be getting expensed on next year. I'll make sure you got lots of those sheets. That's right. Give me lots of sheets. Oh, there's Tiger Woods. He's out of the uh, for a month after surgery. Oh, my God. How are we going to survive without the tiger? The tiger. You people are all wrapped up with the Tiger and with golf, man. You desperately, desperately I have no need to see Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Lifeless. Oh, and they've even got Dr. Sanjay Gupta on here. It must be really important. It apparently was causing him pain. Oh, he's getting pain. The Tiger, he's got that hot blonde wife. He's got millions and millions and millions of dollars for playing golf. Doesn't it make you want to vomit? Yeah. Makes me nauseous. Global hotspots of hunger set to explode as food prices continue to escalate worldwide. Some of the poorest nations in the developing world are in danger of social and political upheavals. The unrest, which is likely to spread in nearly 40 countries, has been triggered largely by a sharp increase in the prices of staple commodities, including wheat, rice, sorghum, maize, and soybeans, according to the UN. I don't even know what sorghum is. It's a thing. 
Oh. I've seen a few of those. It's like a wheat. It's a grain. Following last week's food riots in Haiti, which claimed the lives of four people, what happened? They ran out of mud? <laughs> I was going to say. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon has appealed to the international donors for urgent assistance to one of the poorest countries in the Caribbean. Take the money that you would buy for a spent on a router and send it to Haiti to feed some starving schleppers. A meeting of the world's finance ministers in Washington over the weekend warned that rising food prices were more of a threat to political and social stability than the current crisis in global capital markets. The Food and Agriculture Organization, the FAO, has singled out six countries with an exceptional shortfall in aggregate food production and supplies. Lesotho, which I never heard of, Somalia, Swaziland, Zimbabwe, Iraq, and Moldova. Moldova. Where the hell are those places? Moldova. Moldova. That's what happened to Moe's head at Moldova. In addition, those six countries with widespread lack of access to food include Eritrea, Liberia, Mauritania, Sierra Leone, and Afghanistan, North Korea. Sierra Leone. Was that a movie with John Wayne? I don't know. Here's the facts. Neil, listen to your tech guy. It's better to pay a little more and get the better uh, router. What does that mean? Oh, in other words, listen to Eric. Right. Is Eric our tech guy? Eric is our, he's our ace in the, like they say in America, our ace up the ass. I assume that he's telling you the, uh, to buy the D-Link gaming router, which is designed for gamers who need a low latency and is a very good. Well, what does that mean? Gamers? Like people who play computer games, I imagine, is what they're talking about. No, I don't play no computer games. I don't uh, gamble online. I, you know. Nevertheless, keep reading. And it is a very good router. If you're using it for phone calls, you may notice a very slight delay from when the caller speaks and when you hear it. And the other way around, if you're using a cheaper, higher latency router, well, I don't need that. I need a better one. Right. Also, perhaps a more appropriate term would be shrillery instead of swillery. Well, that's not bad. Shrillery. Uh, I, like I like that. Shrillery. I'll say swillery. Look at that. 68 on Thursday and 68 on Friday. Holy cow, man. Spring is sprung. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. You wouldn't believe it. You believe it? I believe it. Oh. See, just to be contrary, I told him he wouldn't believe it. I believe it. It's already 17. It's 63. Do you have any idea how long and miserable and rotten this winter was here? It was the only time since I've been here that winter was it was, it was unacceptable. I'm protesting to uh, Don No, even though we ain't there no more. No. Let's see. How about George Michael from Wham? George, Miss Michael? Hey, is the best to. singer of all time? Well, we can put her on there. And, and why does it say George Michael from Wham? Wasn't George Michael a solo much, much, much like now, longer than he was with Wham, with that to his boyfriend? Wake me up before you go-goes. Mm -hmm. God, what a horrendous, what a uh, gay song. Yeah. Well, what do you expect from a gay guy? Well, Elton John doesn't do gay songs. I mean, you, although he did give all that money to, to Shrillery, I'm not real pleased about that. But, you know, it's a free country. He can do whatever he wants with all his big bucks. Go give it to Shrillery. Like I said, it's a fag hag thing. You know, she's probably a big fan. In fact, maybe they hang out in the same clubs. Is that Miss Michael? Of course. Well, why don't you play something good? He did have a couple of good songs. Name one. That ain't one of them. This is a big hit. Look at that. Chris has got 1,058 votes already. Get out of here with that crap. He sounds like he, sounds like this time he's actually using the crapper. 
Porky. <laughs> Horrible. Well, I guess it would be nicer if I could sleep with anyone, make love to almost anyone, cause it's been so long. Yeah, I've only done it twice, sir. Since the year 1992, but there was Andrew Ridgely too. I couldn't help myself, he looked so good after all that vermouth with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise bold eyed. Gladly would sexually misbehave. Oh, but I heard them both say, George Michael's gone mad. We would never make it with that guy on. Saudis, they hit us hard, and on our cars our little flags wave, as that Saudi loving retired points the bombers the wrong way. And I'm embarrassed to be an American, where they follow Bush like sheep. The United States of arrogance, led by Bush and his family, breathing at this country. Handling towards the darkest days in our history. I don't want to be a Pax American in the USA. What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where we patriotically Wave a flag in one hand With our head in the sand And blindly follow the powers that be Apathetic Watching state-run news On a 65-inch screen Scratch your mm, fine Everything's okay In the USA You know, they got the, but, uh, yeah, look, 